episode 10. Welcome to the Mike Busey Show. I am him. And as always, I'm joined by my wonderful heterosexual life partner, Miguel Colon Jr. All right, episode 10, man. What is it? I say 10 episodes in a movie, and we just call it, bro. I mean, shit, we've gone this far. I mean, I was uh, looking through. We were trying to uh, check out the YouTube situation because we were going to put back because we just got our YouTube deleted a couple months ago. And we had uh, like a couple YouTube accounts that we don't even remember. Three of them. And one of them has been on there for like 11 years, but I lost access. And I was told by a bunch of other like super big YouTubers back in the day. They're like, oh, well, uh, I've never heard of them. Uh, not deleting your videos, keeping them up, but then deleting your access to the account. I was like, yep. They're like, that means they're still making money off your videos. I'm like, yep. I get I get a, uh, I haven't gotten in a while, but like a month ago, I was getting a like a, a lawyer letter. Yeah. Like, oh, we'll, f- we'll get your money that Google owed you I for feel 12%. Like, I feel like it's going to be one of those situations where this like shitty lawyer sits down. He's like, okay, okay. So... Your great-grandfather, Google, died, and you are owed $476,000. They owe me a lot of money, and that's like my, my backup plan. Yeah. They, the, 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 one of the letters that I got was saying that they tried to send it to my previous address, and then that, that they, post, they, they wrote the check to that address. And then I guess it came back, but I forwarded all my mail here. So. That's like when I used to like bullshit the electric company and be like, oh, I put the wrong fucking date on the check. Which reminds me. i to me, send you another one. If you're listening to this show and you used to live here, can you do me one fucking favor? Uh, can you change your fucking mailing address? Because we literally <laughs> get fucking... I, there's over 50 people's names that we Dude, get. We got, we got Tim Valley's letter from the LAPD. Yeah, from here. the Los Angeles <laughs> courthouse. Yeah. Beverly Hills, like... Yo, motherfucker, you gotta be in court. I be it, it's it's become a, a routine scenario for me to fucking take a picture of someone's mail, send it to them if it looks important, and then they're like immediately goes into a FaceTime. All right, can you open it up for me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, have you ever thought about maybe changing your fucking address? Yeah. I mean it's I think it's like almost free or something. There's probably gonna- thirteen different people I've seen. 13 is an understatement. I've seen, yeah, I've seen, and then there's people we never knew their, like, Christian name, you know, never knew what the fucking law called this person. Just like when the IRS, when they came here uh, auditing me, they're like, what about da-da-da? I'm like, who the fuck is that? It was the worst huddle ever, because they were literally like, and what about uh, Charlie Castro? We're like, hold on, who the fuck is that? We're like, how much did they make? And they're like... Oh, blah, blah, blah. oh, okay, that's Charlie Classic. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, there's there's been um, so many scenarios where I'm just like, man, I forgot all about this person. Damn, they're the, it's like a go. It's like them way. It's like them sending a postcard from yeah. France. Like, I wish you were here. By the way, I lived in your house three years ago, and I failed. Fucking <laughs> anyone who doesn't change their fucking mailing address, you know, hasn't got their shit together still. Uh-uh, because they're ne- those are people who aren't living in their own place. They're living in another room at someone else's place. That they're running from the law. Like you know, we, we 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 there's a guy that used to live with us. I don't say a guy. I mean like a fucking a kid. Yeah, Gavin. Oh, Gavin. And uh, every six months or so. We'll hear from him like, hey, man. Da, da, da. I literally was going to fly him to Columbia. 
pay for his plane ticket, his hotel, his prostitutes, and everything in between. And he couldn't come up with thirty dollars to pay the tax or something like on the, on the tickets. We were using the buddy pass for him. Yeah, and uh, they were just like we were like, hey, because we, we ran out of uh, spots. We basically ran out of spots on the airlines we were flying. So we were like. Is that you know we, we talked to somebody and they were like I can get him a buddy pass and we're like cool Gavin we're pool just, guy yeah we're like you just have to pay him thirty bucks for the the taxes and, he's like, and this is round, round trip, trip to round Columbia trip. and he's like goddamn like where am I come up with thirty bucks in this short notice and they always post <laughs> yeah I'm you know I'm fucking out here doing big things and I'm like you no know, you're fucking living on someone's couch and Dude, you still don't have a fucking cell phone you call you us from some burner phone you can't come up with thirty bucks. 30 bucks. That's the same shit that happened with Big LA, though. Yeah. Big LA, we were like, come on out. We got a buddy pass for you. He was like, cool. We're like, you just got to come up with 30 bucks for the taxes. And they're like, oh, man. And then, hold on. And granted, I, I would have paid the 30 bucks for him, too. But it yeah. was like the day we were getting ready to fly out. And we were like, I just got a big heart. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just it's, like, just also, it's like Oprah. Like, everyone's going to Columbia. I, I literally that's literally how the Columbia trip was, though. You were like, I would book them and be all excited. Like, I booked all the flights. You're like, cool. Uh, Roddy Rob's coming. Uh, <laughs> I, I felt like fucking um, like an NBA coach who takes the job of the dream team, like Chuck Daly. Like, hey, uh, listen, uh, Scotty, Michael said he's in for the dream team. Uh, you in? He's like, oh, Michael's in? I'm in. Yeah. So I was literally in the pool like days before buying like wiring my fucking degenerate friends money so they could go get passports and uh, and and paying for all their flights and all this and that. And it was one of those like, no motherfucker, you're going to Columbia. Like, oh, I can't go to Columbia. I'm I'm paying for everything. They're like, oh, well, maybe I, maybe I can go to Columbia. <laughs> but Gavin couldn't come up with the thirty man. And that, to me, that the, the big point about it that is, don't at that point give them the thirty dollars because their shit's not together enough to go to Columbia. Yeah, man, that's that's the point of it. It's like, yo, fucking. I'm looking around the room right now. There's enough shit I could pawn here. To make thirty bucks for him, I come in there with a corn man mask. I can't even go into fucking Wawa without accidentally spending forty fucking dollars. Yeah, I mean, so and I'm, you know, I've fucking have come from extremely humble beginnings. I think we've discussed it a few times. And yeah. fucking like, if you can't come up with that, like, then there's your problem isn't getting to Columbia. You have another problem. Yeah. You know, thirty bucks, man, for a fucking five all day ex- all expense paid trip to a, to another continent. Yeah, another continent. That's a beautiful way to say it. Yeah, and they couldn't come up with 30. I tell you this much. Here's a fun Gavin story. I remember when you fired Gavin. You fired Gavin because he uh, wrecked piece a part of the Lincoln. Here's a little. I'm going to sum this story up because I don't want oh you to go too God, deep on don't it. Don't get me all fired up. Uh, Mike went to, I think it was EDC. and uh, This was a big EDM festival. Yeah, and, and uh, over here in Orlando. And, uh, and, and <laughs> Gavin Waited for two hours in the hood with a beautiful white girl and a black midget on the side of the corner. For Gavin to come get you guys after you called him, Gavin, and was, he was trying to figure a way to go down this one way road. Well, let me, he let knew me, yeah, let me tell this. He because- fucked and wrecked my shit, and I would see it. So he like literally like did a fucking a tunnel, a, a, a mouse fucking uh, fucking cheese maze, trying to figure out how to fucking pick us up. <laughs> the way to pull up so they wouldn't see the scratches in the oh, car. It was more than a fucking scratch. It was scratched up. Light was busted up. I but- found out a week later, right before members' weekend, like, uh, who the fuck wrecked my shit? And everyone said no. And he was one of the first people I asked because he was the last person to drive it. He was, no, Mike, I swear, I didn't do that shit. And he, and he literally, I looked at him. I was reading him and shit, giving him, like, the poker read and stuff. And I was like, mm, I guess he didn't. He had me convinced. I was like, this goddamn fucking daytime soap opera fucking actor 
had me convinced. I almost, I almost feel bad for asking him. That's how good he was. Well, the best part was, though, he's like, Mike, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Then Mike calls him out. He's like, bullshit, because a member called me up and told me. Who we won't you, say his yeah, name. That Shout you, out to that guy. That you did it and ran it out. And then instantly Gavin was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's right, actually. That's uh, that's 100% true. You know? And I would have been <laughs> upset, but it was just like the fact that he lied about it, you know? And well, do you remember what he did right after he had, you know, when like, like you get in trouble with your parents. And so right after you get in trouble, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to go outside and do some yard work because I've changed my life around. He literally right after Mike fired him, went upstairs and put on a pair of wrinkled ass pants and like a dirty shirt, combed his hair back <laughs> and covered. He had a, he had a, a turkey leg tattoo, teardrop tattoo on his eye, covered it up with makeup. And then we're like. Gavin, what are you about to do? He's like, well, you know, I'm gonna go out and get a job. I'm gonna make you proud, I'm Mike. I'm make you proud, Mike. And then I'm he's pay like, you back. He comes to me though. He's like, Miguel, I want to ask. Um, may I take the van to go look for a job? I'm like, well, fuck, you just got fired for wrecking the car and not telling anybody. And then where did lying he, about where it. did he think he was gonna go to like the job market and just go over there and and and, and, and hop into the job pool and swim around and catch himself a job? Once a like, year, I'll get like a, a Snapchat, be like, yo, I seen Gavin at a Circle K, man, <laughs> fucking man, he's looking rough. Yeah. And every time we talk to him, Gavin's like. Yeah, man, fucking really turned my life around. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. You really drove me to be passionate. And then, then we just randomly hear like we had like Gavin's brother like mean mugging us like, oh, yo, strong you fucking, yo, is Gavin going to Columbia or not? And we're like, who the fuck is this? Like, you're Gavin's brother, his I'm little like, brother too. I was like, what the fuck is he? Don't have a phone. He's using his fucking brother's <laughs> shit. The moral point is, I've I've hired a lot of fucking. Do you remember what he idiots. said when we finally kicked him out of the house? This is the best one. He's got no money. He's got no anything. He fucked up, so Mike had to kick him out of the house. And everybody's like, "What are you going to do?" He's like, "I think I want to do some traveling." You know, he's like, "Go, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see Charlie Classic." Go see We're like, Charlie, Charlie and Tim? doesn't want to fucking see yeah, you. You don't have thirty dollars. Where the fuck are you gonna go? He's like, "Just gonna go see the world a little bit." I'm like, yeah, you, you, I was telling him, I was like, you ever thought about going to Thailand? He was like, I don't know. I was like, you're not going fucking anywhere, so shut up, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> One time, uh, this is not. This we could do a, an entire podcast series about the people who used to live with me. I mean, it goes on forever. Like, if if uh, a college was to give out a, a degree in sociology or some shit or oh, fucking yeah. whatever, I don't know what I would bo- most qualify for, but between my childhood, foster home, and group living situations and multiple sausage castles, I have lived with more fucking people next to me than ever. Any anyone that I fucking know. Yeah. You've definitely been like the RN to the weirdest dorm ever. I'm like the RN that never fucking leaves college. It's like, yeah. Oh, they got a new uh, group of freshmen coming in. How long will they last? Yeah. RA, too. I said RN. But you are an RN, too, because you have to do Civil War surgery on people over here sometimes, too. It's true. It's true. You've, uh, you, I know what you meant, though. You've had... Like the amount of roommates you have, have have gone from. Here's another thing too: the Sausage Castle changes everybody a little bit. So if you came here ratchet, you're gonna be ratchet. But if you weren't ratchet, you're gonna absorb a little ratchet in you. And there's gonna be things that that, that just become part of your DNA. You know, someone definitely. There are so many guys out there that have like PTS Sausage D. Oh yeah. They fucking sleep with one eye open, waiting for a fucking the pair of balls. Creek, They're waiting to get pissed on or a fucking puppet to pop up and fucking start talking shit to them. Yeah. 
get lit on fire. You name. There's a long list of things that has happened to people sleeping. Yeah, it's essentially, mostly guys. Never really. We don't do that shit to the chicks. Sausage right? Castle kind of rem- a piece of it kind of reminds me of hanging out with the kids from Lost Boys, the ones who turned vampire. You know, like it's yeah. like there's no sleeping. There's just wilding out. It's. Uh, I felt like Sausage Castle is a real life education. Like if you're trying to get a degree in something, like hey, listen, I'll fucking give you. The best experience of your life. You're definitely going to get your dick sucked a bunch and fuck girls that you definitely would never talk to in public. Yeah. However, um, you're going to fucking... I'm going to make you work for it because yeah. that, that's that's the point of it. It's like, yo, you're jumping into a situation that I've been building for 20 years. I don't, I'm don't. i not just going to hand the keys to the fucking kingdom right. without you fucking earning it. And that's that's where, especially, I, I would say, people, young kids these days... They they don't know how to earn or work for things. They think it's just supposed to be handed to them. Yeah, well, I think there's an entitlement for uh, celebrity nowadays, where people are like, because think about how many girls we know are like, God and OnlyFans about to get paid. Oh, uh, listen, uh, my people are really are fucking digging to do it. I'm like, uh, I see you have 250 views on your Snapchats. Like, who yeah. are these people? Yeah, Nana. Like you know, th- th- wh- who you're fucking uh, you, the, a couple guys that stalk you and shit that are in love with you. They want to fucking buy feet pics. Yeah, that's not the streets. No, you no. know you don't. You, some people have a very false sense of reality. And if it wasn't for the people who listen to this and and follow our shit, I mean, fuck, who, we wouldn't be out there fucking working. Like, could you? It's like you see these shitty SoundCloud rappers. They are trying so fucking hard, and you cannot convince them that they fucking suck balls. No, they post the shit so proud. And sometimes, when do you tell someone, when do you tell someone, yo, you ain't got it? Like, how do you tell them that? Because I try not to, because I've had people my whole life say, yo, you don't got it, bro. I, I still yeah. hear the echoes of ex-girlfriends saying, you fucking loser, you fucking gonna be broke yeah. your whole life, you fucking piece of shit, da 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 and, and we all know that success is, is the best revenge. Yeah. But when do you tell someone that it's time to hang it up? Like, how many years do you gotta be in a fucking band or a I, rapper before I you quit? I tell you this like the third time they ask you to do a lot for them that's when you got to sit them down and be like okay listen i'm not gonna spot you the money to get the posters for this show because you fucking suck yeah. so that's what we got to do i won't even listen to people's music in front of them i'll be like yo hey check it out i'll definitely check it out so send me a link at, at my convenience i will because i don't want to be influenced yeah. by their pressure because you know how many times someone's like yo i want to play you some of my new fucking shit and I listen to it, and you, they're like, yeah, you fuck with it, don't you? Yeah, you fuck with Yeah, you move, brother. You move. Oh, yeah, that move in your soul. And they always and got I'm their like, hype no, man no. homeboy with them who's, like, repeating the third line every time. You and got, you're like, like, four shitty homies that are fucking trying to milk everything they yeah. can out of their friend. It's got a little bit of fucking uh, clout going for them. I think them. the best thing to do in that situation is have a drunk girl in the room. Because she'll be like, what the fuck is this bullshit? It's horrible. That's when they come in handy. Yeah. Cue the drunk bitch. Bring her in. Who the fuck is this asshole? But then sometimes they'll do that shit on some on some. You're like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. That's, yeah, that's Wale. He's, He's kicking right here. there. Yeah, yeah. I, I I took this this uh this hot little fucking scallywag with me to see Juicy J, and we're like on his tour bus. This is like right when he like blew blew up like fucking yeah. bands that make her dance and shit. And she's like, Are you Juicy J? And I looked at I looked at uh, uh, Juice Juice Man. I said, "Hey man, I will I will fucking I will kill this bitch. I am so sorry. <laughs> yeah. I am so fucking sorry. I'm embarrassed to fucking tears. I be I apologize on behalf of all white people 
that I wish she was never born. I will go into it. I will spend the rest of my life looking for a time machine to go back and kill her mother. I took a girl to the improv and I was opening for Tommy Davidson and she got legend, real legend. drunk. And she literally told us, she's like, oh, my God, in living color. I never watched it because that show's so fucking old. And I was like, get the fuck out of the room now. Get the fuck out of the room now. Yeah, it's like, you, you know, you really want to fucking just like you wanna, oh make them disappear, like stab them 12 times with a fucking juggler to and bury them. You want to prove that person right there that you're down with them more. Like, yeah. literally, I would have just shot her in front of Tommy Davidson and be like, I will take care of all this. You get out of here. And living color is a classic. Thank you, sir, for Ace Ventura, too. Yes. You know, like. Booty like, call. Yeah, booty call. Oh, booty call is good. One stitch. The saran wrap. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you eat pussy uh, if it's that's how you get a condom from pussy you throw the saran wrap Jamie Foxx with the three bl- braids yep. Look at, booty call is a classic I grew man. up on a living color man yeah, like, you that's, got that's, to that's lick my shit before you stick it <laughs> like all that shit man that's like I've been in that's probably just one I, I've been in some fucking situations where like I've you know that drunk girl gets too drunk and she starts popping off and I had to literally like sacrifice her to the woods and we listen I don't know this bitch I don't know how she got on my bus. I apologize. Yeah. I will fucking, I will immediately remove her. And there's been times where they're like, no, no, this is great. And yeah. One of these times I was in North Carolina and we were on the fucking short bus from hell. Yeah. The short, it was basically a, a small special bus. Okay. Uh, back in the day, they called it the retard bus <laughs> before this political correctness took over the world. And uh, a whole bunch of strong kids. Yeah, so we had no AC, and we had to literally pile like twenty people for a month and travel the country. And at night, we would pop. We pull. You push in the little sliders and drop the window down. And at night, uh, if you were driving through the mountains, something it got a little cold. Next thing you know, everyone had fucking hypothermia, looking like Leonardo DiCaprio floating on a fucking door. Or that bitch Rose, fucking <laughs> selfish bitch. You know, two of those motherfuckers could have fit on. Whatever the fuck she was floating on, they could have yeah. both fit on there. Anyways, so we literally had to, like, people try to get on the bus, and, like, everyone's, like, ass and elbows, like, oh, like, they all pile up, like, that video game Lemmings. Yeah, yeah. Where they hit a wall, right. and they just all pile up. So we had to get everyone off the bus, and I had to literally, like, strategically place them, like, to where they're... Their, their legs were in, interlocking like those old fucking uh, like sardines and shit in a can you had to literally pack them in a strategic way and that's how we traveled and one time we rolled up to a Wiz Khalifa show and uh, you know the homies are like oh yeah what up you yeah man you know come through and we, we saw the show and afterwards we all went backstage and uh, I remember uh, going back there and there was a couple wild cards and one yeah. of these girls uh, was getting a little too drunk and this other girl, I already knew when she get drunk, she get a little sassy, and they were fucking passing the fucking the damn uh, Tangeray gin, which I fuck will never drink again because the first time I hung out with them was in a hotel room that was literally like twelve by twelve. That's when he bought all the floor, right? When yeah, he Wiz. was when Wiz. He'll like buy like uh, he'll go to like a Holiday Inn Express, not yeah, like, like a dope hotel, but buy out the entire floor. And this is at like the high. This is like the highest career. Like he's yeah. fucking. Fucking, it's been a long time. Yeah, a, a, instead of, a Wiz doesn't do like, hey, I'm going to go fucking get the Ritz Carlton and get a suite. He's like, no, no, no. I'm going to buy. He's got his DJ, his band. rooms on the Holiday Inn Express and own the floor. Yeah, sh- shout out to Light and everyone at the, uh, the fucking Taylor Gang crew, everyone, Ricky P, fucking all the motherfuckers. They always show us mad love. And uh, one time, uh, a couple of my sipping fucking girls tang. was sipping a little too much of that Tanga Ray. And next thing is, shit started getting crazy. And then, then like, you got all these, like, roadies that are, like, loading, like, tearing down the stage. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this? And it's this, cr- this two 
two girls going fucking buck wild and screaming and i'm like i'm like shrinking like oh i am so fucking sorry and they're like ha, ha, ha yeah no man no it's cool it's actually entertaining and i'm like oh yeah duh yeah yeah it's fucking entertaining yeah but i knew that like once we left and we had to walk like all the way because i remember we we were like yo we're here we're here with wiz like and security is like who the fuck are you I was like, no, we're whiz. And I remember they didn't want to let me and the girls in because the girls, I guess, were dressed a little too scantily. And a couple, it was right when the Vice show dropped out. So I dropped an episode that we did. So uh, a bunch of people recognized me and stuff and Big LA and everything. And I remember all the guys that were on tour had to wait in the fucking parking lot in the short bus from hell and just sit there in fucking misery while me... And uh, me and I think it was only Big LA or it was Rowdy Rob. I think it was Rowdy Rob because he he had met Rowdy Rob went with me the first time I met Wiz and his whole crew. So they were like, yo, Rob's good. I was like, okay, cool. And uh, we were backstage and they started fighting. And and it was luckily, luckily, the fight had broke out right towards the end of the night. So it was like time to wrap it up anyways. They were going to go to another city and we had to go to God knows fucking where (laughs) and fucking... And we try to pull up next to this like million dollar tour bus, and we're in this fucking, this like cream brown looking short bus with a giant skull on the hood with no AC, and there's twenty girls dressed. Oh shit! Before that, we had nowhere to shower, and I'm Snapchatting to my followers like, "Yo, hey, who's gonna let us pull up? Who's in the North Carolina area? Let us pull up and take a shower." And this super cool Mexican dude. Uh, him and his wife and they had a little baby and i remember like yo we're like yeah hey, can we get like showered here we gotta go to this show and i was like yo if you want to come hang out you know with khalifa and shit you know you can come through and they're like no nah, no nah. and he broke out this tequila and next thing you know like all the girls had taken over this whole house and and they're like a young married couple and fucking me and la had to shower uh in the front yard with a water hose and i remember even the water was so fucking cold and butt ass naked showering in this neighborhood in the driveway trying to hide behind big la which he makes a great fucking uh he's a he's a 500 pound black dude who fucking you can definitely hide behind how much do you think la weighs now uh he's lost a lot uh but he's still got he's still got a lot to go i'd say he's probably like four now he probably lost a hundo right yeah it's it's, it's gotta be something like yeah. that but uh and he looks like a ball sack now because you know when you lose that much and it's all like flabby every time i look at la man it looks like on a like a really gusty wind he's gonna be like bye just float off <laughs> uh, imagine imagine like 20 crazy motherfuckers show up to your suburban house and this mexican dude's like yo hey homes and he's just passing around this crazy ass fancy bottle of tequila i don't know what the fuck it was but he got me drunk right away and everyone's like walking around naked next thing this 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 wife is here and then the girls are all dressed up in like crazy dominatrix sit and then we're taking group photos in the front yard and they're like, yo, you want to go to the show? Like, no, it was nice meeting you guys. And then we drive off in this short bus for the craziest night ever. And, and thank God they, we, he let us shower our fucking, our shit there. We, I literally took a, a shower, a, a water hose shower in his front yard, me and Big LA. It's all on, I think it was all on Snapchat and stuff. It was back in the days when I could post whatever and without yeah. getting reported. So you definitely saw me in LA in some really disgusting shower scene in a driveway with a water hose. That was really cold. <laughs> 
and there was like this baby there. There was a baby, and the girls were like passing it around, like taking pictures and stuff. Don't let the scallies touch a baby. Yeah, I mean they were they were good. You know the they day. think they're good. They all they all because every woman has like fifteen percent motherly instinct. So, but the scallies after that, it's gone, man. Like I mean, the, I I I, I know that Mexican dude probably fucked his wife for a good solid month so hard fantasizing about like i mean it was like the old uh married with children episodes when like that crazy like metallica shows up to yeah. the living room and has a party basically part of this guy for a few hours in his living room and then said all right we're out thanks and then fucking left and then a cloud of strippers and midgets fucking just faded away as we drove off into and the you sunset know, and you know damn well with the old crew too like later on he was like baby what happened to all our condiments and one of the hosts is like, yo, I jacked him for all his condiments. Oh, you, 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 we all have a homie that goes somewhere and you're like, just glad to be there. And they're like, yo, look what I fucking got. I'm like, no, no, not them, you motherfuckers. I'll tell you this. How about this? So, uh, we've been on tour where places have fucked us. They've <laughs> that's lied. A, that's an understatement. They've cheated. They've skinned. But we've also been to places that fucked us. And then we're like, okay, we take it with this nice smile. They're like, sorry, guys, I know we said we're going to give you an extra 1500 but we only got seven. And, and you fight, whatever, and then finally you're like, hey, the, the big thing is the fans are all there. You look out, there's like 200 people who want to see you. And you're like, what are we going to do, just cancel and make them? So we're like, no problem. But then, and this happened this last tour, and I'm not going to oh. name a place. Oh. But then it's like, all right, JT. Kick in that fucking uh, that door for supplies. Oh. We took cups, toilet paper. Uh, we're running out of there with bottles of booze, and it's just like that's fine. No problem, guys. You're gonna. You're hey, gonna I ain't gonna lie. Us? I ain't gonna lie. The gangster in me definitely came out several years ago. I'm a new. I'm a changed man. I'm reformed. But there were back in the day, you know, 2005, 2006. Some club promoters kind of fucked me over, yeah. or, or the nightclub owners. And we and will I, we will tactically acquire anything. And I wound up acquiring need. more than what they actually owed me. So oh, it would have been cheaper for them just to pay me. But I may or may not walked out, or or one of my homies may have irresponsibly fucking uh, miss, uh, fucking repurposed something of their fucking venue that came along with us. And I remember this happened in uh, Fort okay. Myers. The club owner called us when we, we were like all drunk as fuck. And um, we had stole, like, a, uh, I mean, not we, I mean, as they, some some irresponsible <laughs> motherfuckers. Michael, as your lawyer, as your lawyer, let me explain Your Honor, Your Honor. Your Honor. Somehow, in the, in the hubbub, bubbub, some stuff steel, ended up on the bus. Little, like, bench, like, park benches. It was heavy. It was hard to get in the RV from what they told me. I wasn't Allegedly. There. Allegedly. And I remember Michael. being at the hotel and then the club owner showing up being like, motherfuckers, great show. Listen, can I can I just have the goddamn park bench? It's the Chinese restaurants next door, and they're fucking losing it right now. It's really gonna fuck up our our relationship. Yeah, can we just get it back? I'm like, uh, I think it's out in the RV. Yeah, I think I'll figure it out. Remember, uh, remember the Oklahoma show uh, where you were like trash the place because they didn't want to fucking pay. Oh man, there, there's been times where I'm like, oh. I want that milk to fucking touch every surface in here. I want cheese curdling happen before we get out of here. I want fucking pour extra glitter confetti into the fucking blowers. I want I, take a shit on the floor. And that's just pure. That's just rock and roll. I'm sorry. Right. Some of y'all go, like, oh, that's so disrespectful. No, you know what's yeah. disrespectful is making me drive fucking four states with a bus full of assholes who yeah, are ungrateful. and then not honoring the deal you made with and us. And then guess what? I still wound up paying my fucking people somehow. 
yeah. somehow, some way, and and that's happened to us multiple times. I remember uh, on this last tour, there was a place that was fucking us over with the deal, and literally. Uh, it, it reminded me of the scene in Goodfellas when everything's coming out of the restaurant because it's JT, Johnny, everybody, boxes of fucking sodas. I'm like, get him in the bus, get him in the bus, get him in the bus. And the guy's like, yeah, man, get all that smile. Sorry, we couldn't take care of you. I know we had a deal. And I'm like, no, it's no problem. And then I'm looking and there was this bull. Remember the bull head that was in the middle of this club? And it's gone now. And I'm like taking the money that the guy's paying us and I'm looking. I'm like, don't look up at the bull. Don't look up at the bull. Get on the fucking uh, B-Squad bus and the uh-huh. bull is just I'll, hanging in there. I'll tell you a story. So me, Don Vito, Manny Puig, a, c- a couple other jackass guys, we're doing a, a gig in North Carolina, Burlington. The club was called Kryptonite. I be on it. And it was like, I think it was the first, I think it was the first date of a tour we were doing. It was right before Jackass 2 came out. And uh, I remember... Go into the, it was it was owned by like this muscle bound fucking Guido like super tan dude and he was super cool, but his dad was like the like the real owner and he was like the spokesman kind of like the yeah fucking, yo what's up ladies you want to fucking come out to my fucking club and uh, I remember uh, going there getting shit faced drunk we were tattooing Don Vito's name on a bunch of random girls asses and dudes and they were lined the fuck up. And my tattoo artist was like, yo, hey, you know, we've done like 12. Is I think that's good. I'm like, yeah, I think that's good. And they had like a little waterfall in the club. And the place is packed the fuck out. We're like so jazzed. Like, oh, man, they might give us more. Yeah. I'm washing my bunghole fucking in this waterfall. I had purple pants. And then there's this fucking cute little fucking scallywag that comes over like, oh, my God, I, I follow you on MySpace. I love you, Mike Busty. <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah, bitch. <laughs> Next thing you know, uh, I'm fucking her with a condom. I got the pictures to prove it. Yes. I fuck her on the dance floor in front of, like, at least 800 fucking people. <laughs> no fuck. I got fucking pictures to fucking prove it, and I'll post it on MikeBusey.com, the member section, if you don't fucking believe me. Uh, and, uh... I remember just walking around with a cum-filled condom hanging off my little dick. And I had my pants, and I remember I had a, a Blackberry Nextel with the little, uh, like, the little fucking uh, antenna. The stylus or the, the antenna little, that the came antenna out? The comes out, I'm just like, yeah, all happy because she was hot. And I remember coming back to the fucking hotel and shit. Before that, at the end of the night, I was like, all right, hey, you know, time to get paid. Like, okay, I need to get my money for my guys. I already sent my guys to the hotel, which was across this highway that was like, whoa it was like scary it was like playing frogger and shit like you're like yo this is like it's like eight lanes like four lanes and a big ass barrier and it was up like up on a hill so i had to like and i remember telling like we had like these like uh rental vans that i remember like i no, it was like the next day some groupie dude uh got pissed because we wouldn't let him come party and i think his girlfriend was getting you know nasty yeah. and stuff so he threw a beer bottle through our fucking our rental van and we had to ride around with fucking trash bags and cardboard and shit. And our tattoo artist was like fucking. I uh, I uh, think it was called. We called it the Viva the Wild Ass Tour or something. And uh, anyways, uh, the dude, the Guido dude. Oh, and early I did went to Hooters, and Don Vito like did his little like fake choke like. Oh! And some guy was not feeling it, and he was like this burly like kind of like construction worker dude, and he was they were both wasted. And uh, I remember because Don Vito had like crab legs in his like pocket and shit for later. He would like put them in his pocket. 
and he and there's he does this the guy wants to take a picture he call just comes over and he yeah. sees all the girls and he doesn't know who the fuck Don Vito even is. He's like, yo, let me get a picture. This is like, I don't even know. He might have even had a disposable camera at the time. I don't think it was even the a fuck. Fucking, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he, I guess he didn't like Don Vito like choking him because I didn't like it. You yeah. know, he was, it, sometimes he would do a little too hard and he had like, yeah. all these like fucking metal rings and shit on. And uh, he fucking punched him right in the eye, gave him a black eye. <laughs> And then the, the Guido club owner dude fucking yoked him up and beat the shit out of him. I remember telling my kid. Out of the out, guy who punched Don Vito? Yeah, and this is at like a Hooters that was having some like uh, like bike rally. It was yeah. some type of special event during the day. Because we would literally just go to Hooters and try to you know do some recruiting yeah. during lunch and stuff. And, and then they were like, oh, who, oh, oh my God, I know who y'all are. Da, da, da. And then we would invite some of the fucking baddest local talent there to come hang out and do ratchet shit to the wee hours of the morning. And uh, I went to get paid from this club owner. And he was like, uh, I was like, all right, you know, I'm thinking, I remember we took a door deal, which was our first Ugh. gig. And the door deal will get you every Fuck fucking the time. the door deal. Because then they have no desire to promote. Yeah. Well, no, the places had packed. It was like at capacity. We were jazzed. We're like, yo, we're about to get fucking paid. Yeah. This guy winds up giving me like fucking $300. And I was like drunk as fuck. I just got on fucking. And if you know about anyone who just nutted, they don't have no like, no fucking fire in them. Yeah. I just basically busted them. Like, have I'm you ever drunk. just busted a nut? You don't fucking. Sweating. Other, you fuck at your house all the time. But to everybody else, there's a moment where you bust a nut if you're at a girl's house and you're like, I want to go right now. <laughs> like you're looking up at the light, and you're like, "I'm done." What do I? What? What is the purpose? Of yeah, still I, still, here? I passed a Waffle House on the way here. I want to go swing by there. Yeah. So uh, I once it. fucked this girl real quick. I once fucked this girl and, and 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 put all my work into finish because on the ride there, I saw there was a KFC and it said it closed at nine thirty, and it was like eight forty five, and I was like, "Gotta finish, gotta finish, gotta finish," so I could sit here for like five ten minutes and then be cool with her, and then swing by and get my famous pole. I was like, "Well." I gotta, I gotta get to work tomorrow. She's like, "What time do you have to work tomorrow?" I'm like, "You're like nine? She's like, "It's nine now." I was like, yeah, "All right." I definitely saved myself many times back in the AOL chat room days, and I get all hopped up and horny, and sometimes I get so worked up, I just fucking bang one out. Oh, and then, then you the girl's not even anymore. there yet, and yeah. then she shows up. You're like, "Oh Ugh. fuck!" You're like, "Damn it!" So if any of you are listening right now, if you ever fucking want to. Not fuck a less than desirable, or just like you just don't want to put no work into it. Just bang one out, and, and then if you still want to fucking fuck her or yeah. hang out with her, then then go for it. But I'm I'm willing to bet that you're probably uh, if you're anything like me or probably like yourself, Miguel, yeah. you're gonna be like I'm out. Oh, dude, I, I I've been texting them back and forth, and and it's getting good. And then you're like, let me bang one out, and then you bang one out, and they're like, okay, when can you come over? You're like, well, the thing is, uh, <laughs> it's like you know, it looks like it's gonna rain and. Because uh, it's like, ah, I already, I already got it. I got my so guy stay going. tuned to episode 17. I'll tell the rest of that story. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, fucking uh, 300 I, bucks. 300 bucks. And I'm like, yo, like what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, this, there's like 800 people in here. He goes, yeah, we let a few people in for free. I'm like, few people in for free? What, you let the whole goddamn town in? Yeah. And he uh, was like, hey, um. And he, someone else was in the crew with me, I think, because I, someone did stay behind with me. It's probably because they wanted to get fucking paid. Yeah. And I didn't ever like handling money without like witnesses and shit. Yeah. And here I am, like, okay, thank God this guy's here. But then the dude was like, hey, uh, he tried to divert us and was like, hey, I got a, I got a strip club down the street. Y'all want to go? We're like, 
where the fuck's our money in yes? <laughs> he takes us to the strip club, and then there's this other like local frat boy who's like, yo, I fucking know all these girls in here. Uh, I'm not going to fucking pay a dime. They're going to be riding this dick all night. So we're already like, all right, keeping our eye on the fucking dude who owes us money. Yeah. We're thinking he's going to go meet up with fucking Sal or something or yeah. Bobby in the back and get his fucking money from the strip club that he owes us. And we're like thinking, like, what are these motherfuckers, like, buy tickets or something? Did he spend the money? Like, what the fuck did he do? Buy it on damn steroids or some shit? Yeah. And his dad was like the asshole and was like, and they started whispering something and I'm just drunk as fuck and I don't know. So then they're like, yo, we got to go. And then we all kind of got up. And we were going back to the hotel, and I remember because I had sent this trainee back to the hotel, and we were trying to film something for with Don Vito. We sure. wanted, uh, sure. It was and it actually wasn't very good of a training because it was it was a really ashy black dude who was wearing like Reebok uh, white socks, like thigh highs. It was really weird. He probably wasn't even a trainee. He probably just had long hair. No, she was bald at the time. I think he uh-huh. had a wig on, but when I showed up to the hotel, he wasn't didn't have the wig on. Nice, he gave you the real. And wig. I remember Don Vito was going to kill him, and we're like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, trainee guy. Uh, maybe you should just, you know, call the night." And uh, fucking, did um, you get the money? No, they get no money. <laughs> but this dude, this frat dude that came with us, was bragging about not paying these hoes. At the end of the night, <laughs> he fucking. Th- Oh, these big like security dudes circled around him and I remember the strip club was down in a basement in North Carolina and he's like yeah you have a good night except this guy and they surrounded him and he's like what I don't know we're nothing and we could hear like yo she fucking said she gave you uh, 12 dances and they were like trying to charge him and he didn't have no money and he, all of a sudden he went from stunting to like yo please help me so we left this dude uh, stranded in the basement of a strip club in North Carolina never to be seen again and I was like, fuck you, because I knew he was homies with the club owner. Yeah. That, that owed yeah, us didn't money. didn't pay you, yeah. Yeah, and then they tried to, like, uh, say, oh, yeah, fucking uh, these people. I forget what the excuse was. These it's been a people? while. Yeah, well, they're talking about the people that show up to the club. Uh, he tried to say something, and we're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what? He was trying to say, like, oh, I had to pay this to fucking get a promoter to come in. He tried some, you know, yeah. shady promoter shit. And, I, remember, uh, I remember. I remember stealing everything we fucking could from that club. I stole like a thousand dollar Sennheiser wireless microphone set. I was like, okay, who wants? To? I'm like looking around, like, yo, who wants the fucking wireless microphone? I got three hundred dollars cash. We got a broken window over here, and like, yeah, the tours were fun even I, back in the day. I remember in Tennessee, uh, those guys were great, uh, but they were so fucking hammered. I'm, I'm get, They opened the safe up, and they're like, yeah. T- Take your money. And I was like, you got to tell me. Because how it is is we basically, uh, people pay for tickets. They either buy them straight from us from Eventbrite or they pay at the door. And we kind of, you know, if we have a door deal, we take what they owe us from the door. And the guys in Tennessee were like, yeah, just, you know, just just take your money, bro. And I was like, well, how much is it? And they're like, what do you think? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God damn it. You ever so, been paid and you feel bad for taking yeah. the money because you know it didn't do very well? Yeah, and I'm You're like, oh, yeah, time to get that $3,000. And they're like, yeah, fucking listen, man, if you want to cut me a break, you know, fucking. I'm like, yeah. Uh, I don't want to. I actually owe rent from last month yeah. still. Someone need to get all that money. And it's hard, too, when it's that situation because you're like sitting in the back office and 30 people came to the show and you charged them three grand and that's it. And they're like looking at you and you're like, so. 
you know, next time we're back around here, we'd love to do this video again. <laughs> oh yeah, and I've had, I've been in some, I, dude. One time it was some Russian maf, uh, gang mafia. They like tried to pay me with a check, and I was like, no, the contract says cash. Yeah. And they tried to punk me out, and I was just drunk enough to fucking like bow up on them, and they were like, I respect you, you. You're a good guy. I like it. <laughs> and I was like, just kind of staring around. And then I was like, yeah, so you got my fucking money? And I didn't realize what was going on <laughs> towards later tonight. And then they kept making us want to drink fucking uh, vodka. Vo- yeah, vodka upstairs. And it's like, every club I've ever been to always has that one, like, kind of sketchy owner. It's yeah. like, hey, bar's closed, but if you want to go to the back room. <laughs> hey, there's Taylor. I always, I always have, like, you know, a bunch of hot chicks with me. And yeah. he's like, yo, you. Or. We literally had to put in our contract, like, hey, we need a hotel, Holiday Inn, fucking level acceptable, yeah. or we'll stay in your fucking cabin, condo, beach house, fucking submarine, whatever, we'll come shit in your pool and raid your fridge, like, just make sure we don't fucking, you know, I, um, get a place to stay. I did a lot of shows, there's a place called Governors in New York, upstate, there's a lot of clubs in, like, Rochester, Buffalo area that I used to do, and they're all mobbed up, either Jewish mob or, or Italian mob. And uh, I did I did places in Rochester, and uh, I had to sit there and listen to the club owner like compliment me, and at the same time like racially slur me. He was like, you know, you know this fucking guy Miguel. He's like, I had a whole fucking time. I think he's Italian. Turns out he's a fucking spick. I never fucking knew. He's like, I never fucking knew. And then he's like bringing me to his brother in the back. He's like, hey Carmine, hey, Carmine, you fucking know the kid was a spick. He's like, I swear to God, I thought he's fucking Italian. He's like, you should see him dance the tarantella. He's like, this motherfucker here, and I'm like. He's like, I swear to God, kid, you could fucking you. This one, you could fucking pass. I didn't even know you was fucking a greaser. And I'm like, thank you, sir. <laughs> Can I have my money, please? Yeah. And then the scary thing is this: it's scary when the club owner wants to drink with you before you've been paid. Oh yeah, because I'm like, whoa, let's slow down. Yeah, yeah, like pay me and then let's drink all night. But when they're like, hey, hey, hold on, real quick, let's get him a little cup of cool. Let's have a couple drinks and hang out. I'm like, get me my money. Yeah, there was a, there was another uh, place in North Carolina, coincidentally. Yeah. This and he definitely was in some some type of fucking organized crime. Yeah, nicest dude ever, but everyone was super scared of him. I've always been in situations where like I was around some guy who was very well respected and feared, but I'm like talking to him like like he's like my old fucking college buddy. Yeah. And they look at you, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, I fucking like you. You're a funny guy. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, he's, yeah. Yeah, because you're 45 minutes into realizing this guy's a gangster. The whole time, you just thought he's like a club owner. You we know? went to some fancy restaurant. Oh, and Ron Jeremy was with me. Yeah. And I remember because I, uh, I found out that day. He's like, yeah, uh, oh, wow, God, I'm, too many stories are coming from this one guy because it's all coming back to me. Let's like, pick sleeping one or on. two. Okay, I came up the night early. Cause we came from, we went up to North Carolina, and uh, he's like, "Yo, uh, come to my club tonight. I got you a hotel." And he, I'm not talking real like five hundred dollar night downtown. Yeah. Uh, it was in Raleigh, yeah. Raleigh, and it, the name of the club was called The Office. And real nice. It was like one of those clubs back in the day that played like EDM music, like techno and shit. And there's always like real badass, fucking bougie ladies, fancy ass dresses and shit, and you know, doing all kinds of blow and shit everywhere. And um, Ron John was there. And uh, I remember because we had the same hotel, and he was like, "Yeah, hey, fucking come out tonight, you know, fucking." Uh, I got these fucking motherfucking guys, uh, Nickelback. You ever heard of them? I was like, "Yeah, of course I've heard of Nickelback." And Nickelback at the time is like fucking the huge, huge, hugest thing. It's like before like people started hating them and shit, you know, or realizing they were Canadian. And uh, 
They're like, yo, fucking, can you believe these fucking guys? The manager fucking tells me, yo, to get out of a concert here in fucking uh, Raleigh, and they want to fucking come through, and they're demanding a fucking VIP section. They want all these fucking bottles, and da-da-da. Hey, Mike, fuck with these guys, you know? Listen, rile them up a little bit. You like these guys? You a fan of them? Like, I know it's good for business, but, like, you know, fuck them. Fuck them. So I was like, you know, it's my night off. I'm, I'm here hanging out with Ron Jeremy. We're getting fucking wild. He done took to, to some crazy steakhouse, had a library door, like, hidden door. And I'm pulling my balls out. I'm hiding under the table. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere still. Like, just type in Ron Jeremy, Mike Busey. And, uh... Fucking, we're at this fucking thing, and it was like a pimp and hoe ball. And I remember uh, fucking this hot girl. Got pictures of it. I remember she didn't want me to show her face. So she put she put my like I had a hat on, like some like fucking Australian looking hat. Very design. classy, very yeah. classy, like and um, tasteful. Our limo driver was this like Haitian dude that didn't talk very good English, and he was like, "No, oh, hey man, listen to do 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 do." And I was like, "What?" He's like. Take it out pocket back to the back by the, the railroad track. I love when you do accents, it is one of my favorite things. Thank you. It's, it's less, less and less like an accident, more like a speech impediment or a robot, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, so this Haitian fucking limo driver is like, hey, I pocket back by the, the railroad track. And it was a railroad track behind the yeah. club. And this, Do we, let me ask you. Did we need to know about the railroad track or the Haitian yes, limo driver? Okay, I was feeling like we did. So this hot girl's okay. dancing up on me, fucking Ron Jeremy's like signing her tits and shit, and then she whispers into my ear, "I want to fuck you." I was like, "Hell, fucking yeah!" So what do I do? I fucking take her by the hand. I look through a fucking crowded club, and it was this other DJ named DJ Speed, Reed Speed. I guess she came really big later in life or something, because I seen her randomly on Instagram anyways. And I fucking go to the sea of people, and they see me with this fucking hot-ass blonde, big titties, nice ass, and we go out like this side door, and you know like when you're like, you know, a special person or whatever, the security always lets you get away with a little more than extra. And he was like, whoa, whoa, oh, hey, how you doing, Mike? Hey, nice, nice to meet you. And then he takes me out this side door, and there's the fucking limo right there by the railroad track. And the I Haitian feel like you dude, added all three of those things just to make 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 me feel like you need we needed to hear this. No, it's you good. Know, this there's is good. the railroad track and the Haitian limo. So driver. I'll speed it up. We get in. Me and her go into the limo because we we don't got nowhere to fuck. We're gonna fuck in the alley, which I've yeah. definitely done a few times. Yeah. So we get in the limo. I bang on the door. I'm like, Yo, hey, 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 fucking guy, hey, let me in. He's like, Oh, oh, hey. Hey, come on, come on. Where are we going? I was like, no, no, stay right here. He's like, oh, okay. He's like looking at me, like giving me the little wink and shit. Don't give him I, an accident. Anymore. And I was like, you're about to earn your, your fucking tip. And I let him, I say, hey, go ahead, roll up, roll, roll the window down, player. And I remember I grabbed my camera guy's camera, like one of his big ass, yeah. big ass DSLRs. And I don't even know how to fucking use it. I'm like, they're just snapping away. His flashes going everywhere. People are coming up, knocking on the window, and I'm fucking this girl in a, like an old school limo, like a Lincoln long stretch yeah. one, and I'm kind of big, you know, so six foot two, three guys fucking yeah. trying to fuck this girl. I'm, she has this hat over her face. Oh, the limo driver's in it too? Oh, he's watching the whole oh. fucking time, like commentating, talking about fucking curry goat or some shit. I, don't, I can't even, I don't know what the fuck he was even saying. And fucking, I was like... Yeah, dude. I'm like, yeah, get that, get that tip, baby. Just check it out. Watch the show, you know. And I'm drunk. I'm putting on a good show. Give her the probably best ten minutes, five minutes, maybe of her life. And we, we kind of fucking 
fling. I, I wear a condom too, by the way. Oh, this is yeah. This, this is back days. when I was like, I was like, I'm too young to die of AIDS. Condoms, I mean, now if I get AIDS, I, I got fucking fuck. It was a good life, you know. Condoms, I'm at the end of my world. Condoms are for people with trust issues. It's true. I don't want to start a relationship off like that. Well, we started a relationship by fucking in a limo next to a railroad track with a Haitian fucking limo driver. Walk back in, and Ron looks over and he goes, "Hey, did you fuck her?" I was like, "Yeah." He goes, me too. I was like, what? I was like, we only been here for like 15, 20 minutes. How did you, you fucked her already? He's like, yeah. And then as he's saying that, I'm just like kind of like high-fiving him and like, yeah, yeah you know, fucking Eskimo brothers, me and Ron Jeremy. Oh, yeah, cool. A little then, less cool nowadays, but okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so then. Um, Tell me your, your best as, Cosby as, story. As he, as he was sitting there looking, I looked, I started thinking, I was like, wait a minute. And I remember fucking her going, ow, ow, that hurts, that hurts. And I remember being like, eh. I was like, motherfucker, you know damn good well my dick is not big. This is not hurting you. She probably had like the seatbelt thing stuck on her ass. No, not knowing she just got him fucking railed out by Ron Jeremy first. And I came and I got his goddamn sloppy seconds. Good times. <laughs> good fucking times. True, all true story. Got the photos to fucking back it up. You name it, it's fucking, I got, you know, yeah, it's fucking crazy. North Carolina's, North Carolina's been good to me. Give me the Haitian limo driver's voice one more time. Hey, <laughs> white boy, get in the back. I let you fuck her. None of that. None of that. <laughs> I get tangled between the Jamaican, uh, the it's Haitian, none of it. and, and it's the none Indian. Of it. Yeah, it's, it bleeds it's, in. It's all just like Nell fucking tying win, tying win, Mark. I just gave everyone like an Italian accent the whole entire time, and then I switched over. Yeah, Haitian. I was like, everybody, you're like, I'm in North Carolina. I'm dealing with this. He's like, hey, it's me, Bobby. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, born so like, and we raised. go back into the club. We go back into the club. And he starts egging me on. He's like, yo, Mike, can you please motherfuckers? They want another goddamn bottle of fucking Grey Goose. He's like, get over there and fuck with them. And I remember there was these long, like, curtains. And they had, like, one kind of clothes that kind of overlooked the dance floor. And it's a nice establishment. Real fancy. Oh, very classy. I mean, it's got, it's so, got limo, backside fucking space. And the reason why this I remember is, this is because, because I still had the cum-filled condom. Because I was, like, being... On your dick? Yeah. And I was like, look, guys, it totally fucked. I'm like, oh, like, being, like, you know, young, dumb fucking douche, you know? <laughs> and I remember grabbing my condom off my dick. And I flung it up to this brick wall because the walls were brick and it slid down and someone in Nickelback got so pissed and then they, that's when they noticed like oh god we got a wild one over here and uh, I remember like their security like went over and talked to the security there and then that security went and talked to the owner he's like no fuck it fuck him that's my Busey I let him do whatever the fuck he wants and sometimes you know I, I show up to these places and they kind of treat me like yeah hey, come on dance monkey dance Yeah. and I'm like yo hey I'm living the fucking dream over here fucking hot fucking chicks on the fucking in the back of a limo hanging out with fucking rock stars and I'm getting paid to do this like whatever you want sir whatever you want so that's when I took a fucking uh, I walked over to this table and grabbed a fucking bottle of Grey Goose and started drinking it straight from the bottle looked down and, and like took the lid like a little cork and I'm like yeah and I spiked it down and I grabbed the fucking champagne thing of ice and just dumped it on my head and ice went everywhere and I was pretty blacked out I like at the how moment. you had ice went everywhere like we didn't know that's what happens when you dump a bucket of ice on you like I thought it landed in a precise area and that's when and Nickelback exited the building and they'll if we if I was ever to find one of these motherfuckers they would definitely 
Look at these phonographs. And they would be like, my <laughs> motherfucker. I knew I'd seen this asshole before. I'd seen them. I'd probably haunt their dreams. They wrote rock star because of you. <laughs> and we all just want to be a big rock star. <laughs> there was a whole lyric about fucking chicks in the back of a racially ambiguous accented limo driver. <laughs> and these are all fucking true stories. And and I remember the, the mob owner goes like, he was the only one excited because I remember the bottle girl was screaming at like one of one of my guys like who the fuck's gonna tip me yeah two cocktail waiters and I remember like Mace Ron Jeremy yeah like they were they were mad because I ran I ran off Nickelback and the only one was happy was the club owner who who was paying me and he paid me very well and yeah you were a hero for running off Nickelback yeah and that's the last time I I smoked a a cigar because I and like he had like these Cuban cigars where they were like you really couldn't get them yeah. Like, they were super, like, illegal. And I inhaled, like, pretty much half a Cuban cigar. And I was, like, buzzed, fucked up for, like, two days. <laughs> and no matter what I drank or ate. And I taught DJ Irie. He was the, the Miami Heat's DJ. Yeah. Uh, I taught him how to swim in his pool. And I got, like, I grabbed a snake on this because he lived on this, like, country club. He had a big grand opening of his pool and shit. That was my weekend in North Carolina. <laughs> well, that's, that's actually our first half of the show. I got photos of all this. I believe Somewhere there's video. When we come back, uh, Michael Ramble on some more. You're listening to the Mike Busey Show. Fuck you, fuck you Miguel Cologne <laughs> Jr. Does your life suck? Are you tired of the same shitty old dead-end job? Has your girlfriend stopped sucking your dick? Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Knock, knock, because here's your opportunity to change your life. For just under a dollar a day, become a member of MikeBusey.com right now, and you'll enjoy the following. Some of the wildest, craziest, sexiest, never-seen-before footage live on the Snapchat. Sure, we all love the regular Snapchat, but if you want to see what's really going on, join now. Not only do you get to enjoy the countless hours of entertainment from me and the rest of the Sausage Castle family, but enjoy the long list of content creators that you signed up for, bringing new and amazing shows just for you to enjoy. Log into your online account every day to see some of this content you may have missed. After you've been a faithful member for three months, watch your mailbox, because we're sending you one of these badass members-only t-shirts. You can't buy this anywhere. You've got to earn it. The content's good if you're really into the content stuff, but for me, I'm more about the coming down, the parties. Snapchat's great. I watch it. It's That's not really what it's about for me. It's about coming down, hanging out. Being a member of MikeBC.com, it's not just about watching a secret Snapchat, it's an experience. As a member of MikeBC.com, you'll have access to some of the wildest and craziest parties at Mike Busey's personal home, the world-famous Sausage Castle. Enjoy Members Weekends. That's where you and the rest of the family join up at the wildest house in America and spend three days and three nights camping, drinking, sucking and fucking some of the wildest shit you'll ever experience during members weekends you'll be rubbing elbows with some of the sexiest craziest wildest ladies you'll ever imagine the beauty beauties don't worry campers we've gone the extra mile here at the sausage castle to make sure all you members are comfortable and have one hell of a camping experience I've been following Mike BC for quite a while. I've been a member for about three months, and I'll tell you what, it's the best, been the best three months of my life. Two Memberships is missing out. I, uh, I started following Mike BC about, uh, about two years ago, the and the guy's a real guy, and uh, allows people to come here. They're like outcasts in society. 
and they fit in well. And uh, I was like, yeah, I gotta, get, I gotta fuck with this guy. There. Man, I've been following Mike about two months. Became a member a month ago. So, but I'm, I'm happy I'm here at the fucking Sausage Castle, having a great day of fucking the drunken field day. All I can say is America right now. Follow Mike Busey. Look at my eyes. Took my glasses off for you, America. For you. Follow Mike Busey. Become a member. Party at the Sausage Castle. Hell yeah. I hope you're hungry, because we're providing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Each campsite comes with its own electrical hookups, picnic table, fire pit, and grill. Go skating around our track, swim in our lake, enjoy our luxurious outdoor showers. The only showers that you go to get clean, but sometimes you come out dirty. During Members Weekend, enjoy the countless sports, entertainment, and amenities we have to offer. Live game show and trivia, tug of war, boxing, foam wrestling, air boating, basketball, tennis, volleyball, football, dodgeball. Enjoy our awesome arcade, epic costume parties. Do you remember playing field day as a child? Well, imagine you doing the same shit, but really wasted. Each member's weekend, you and your team will battle it out to win thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. Yeah, that's right, Team White, Team Blue, not Team Black, because they lose. Oh, right, it's like that, Big Mike. It's Team Black, bro, even though we lost all our, all our stuff so far. The Members Weekend, I'm going to put it simple, has been the weirdest but most epic time of my life. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, this is just, right, it's life. Right now, it's, it's amazing. I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to meet everybody, to see how cool everybody is, how what? loving they are, and just how chill they are. They're just real people like us. Like, it, I don't even think it's about the money. It's about the pride at some point. Some of these people, they get, they're so passionate about winning it that they don't even care about the cash prize. They're doing things that you'd never imagine just for the pride to win. Did you know that we have a full functioning recording studio? We've got some of the industry's premier equipment in our state-of-the-art recording facilities. You never know who's going to show up at the Sausage Castle. We've had a long list of celebrities, rappers, rock stars, athletes, models, and porn stars that have graced the doors of the Sausage Castle. Think of it as a summer camp, but everyone's really fucking wasted and doing really weird shit with their genitals. The party doesn't stop at the Sausage Castle. At Members Weekends, you'll be able to experience the massive invasion as the, all the members head downtown Orlando. We've been known to take the party to the streets. Nothing beats a bunch of crazy assholes loading up on a party bus for a night of fun. Or enjoy an evening on the seven seas as we gamble and drink the night away on party cruise boat adventures. You never know where Mike Busey's gonna take you and the rest of the members during members weekends. Just shut up and get on the bus and enjoy the ride. Not everyone can make it to Members Weekends. By becoming a member, you'll be able to reap the benefits of coming to our shows and hanging out and partying with us for absolutely free, backstage or even on stage. Oh yes, if you're a member, we're putting you right there in the center of all the action. You don't have to take my word for it. Here's one of the members we met in Las Vegas. My name's Vince from L.A. Been a member for about eight months now. Great eight months. If you're on the fence, just do it. Once you do it, you won't regret it, and you'll just love every second of it. It's a, such a debauchery that it, it's a good debauchery. You, you won't regret it. Then you meet a guy named Mike Busey, and then he introduces you to a whole other fucking life. 
then you just become a member, and then you fucking see the debauchery show for it. Did we mention this is all 100% free? If you're a current member, you get to enjoy all the members' weekends for free. Let's be honest. I could probably name a million things you spend $30 a month on. Gatorade, cigarettes, bullshit at the gas station, the sausage castle. It's a place that defines freedom. A place that you can be yourself. A place where all walks of life are welcomed. No matter what race, religion, rich or poor, gay or straight, Christian or atheist, it doesn't matter. Come and enjoy. Arrive as strangers and leave as family. And we're back. Welcome to the second half of the show. Miguel Colon, how was your urination? It was good. It was good. I had a good pee. These days, man, um, I wish my dick still worked for me, but I work for my dick. I heard that. Like, he tells me, nowadays, honest to God, when it's time to pee, it's not like, hey, man, you could probably pee. It's like, you're going to piss yourself right fucking now. Same, same, same. Have you ever been somewhere? I've been in line. In like a store, and I'm like, oh, oh, I gotta pee, and then literally, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do right now because I cannot move. Yeah, we're getting old. Your birthday was this weekend, Sunday. Yeah, 39, bro. You're tied 30. with me. I, I yeah. passed the the 30. I get out of my 30s in December, and yeah, we're we're bigger guys. We're getting, we're getting older. Yeah, it scares the shit out of me on some things just because like I'll see an an entertainer who's rich and healthy die, and I'm like. Fuck, I'm neither of those. I've heard of people like literally die on a treadmill or in the gym. And yeah. I'm like, this motherfucker ate kale and fucking smoothies every day and worked out. If he dies, I'm fucked. I know I'm fucked. I know I'm fucked. Like, like I'm going to be that one-legged dude on a rascal scooter with a fucking respirator and a <gasps> oxygen tank. Yeah. That was me yeah. like a year ago. What you mean? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I had I have such bad sleep apnea. Like if I don't use my breathing machine, like You were a hundred pounds heavier than you are now though. Yeah. I probably gained a lot of that back. No, know, but you probably you were because holidays, you lost, COVID, you know. You lost like hundred and twenty pounds. You probably gained about twenty back, honestly, because you're not you're not you know, Oh, thanks, Miguel. No, I mean so, I I, so I, I take you to the doctor's office. Like it's not it's not a guess. I know. You know my <laughs> prescriptions uh, more than I do. When but we you, when we go, I love when we pull up to the doctor's office because the nurses will talk to you because they don't know. And and the doctor will literally just look at both of us and then be like, so Miguel, Mike's on Nambatrol right now, and uh, we're thinking about bringing that dosage up. And I'm like, okay, what do you think, doc? Should we? Mike's on his phone, and I'm like, yeah, can we, can we, can we lower the dosage on that? Yeah, I think we should. Like, me and Mike's doctor have plans for Mike. I don't even then, know about. And then Mike will just stop in the middle of it and be like, my shoulder's hurting. Can we do something about my shoulder? I went so long without health insurance, so the, every time I go to the doctor, I'm like, like yo, hey, listen, uh, fucking, uh, I got this little fucking sensation over here. I need you to check it out, and there's something growing over here on my stomach, and by the way, I fucking can't sleep at night, my fucking feet really hurt really loud. Like, <laughs> I just started, I, I write a checklist of things I can complain about, and then try to check it off. We but, go to the doctor's office, like, when you got a warranty on your car. And you're like, it's about hey, to expire. Yeah. Like, hey, I think my alignment's a little fucked up. You might want to go check it out. And by the way, the tires are going bald in the back. What else does warranty cover? I, I mean, cause I, man, when we go to the doctor's office, it's so nice. I, see, I, 
I don't currently have health insurance. Do a part of uh, you feel like you have health insurance because we, we go to the doctor so well, much? Well, sometimes I ask him things about me. And you're not paying attention. I'm like, hey, Mike's been having this problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, he's just he's been worried, and I don't, I don't want to bother him with it. But uh, so uh, it between us, what doc? A little blood comes out when he pees. <laughs> just a just a gentleman squirt. You know, enough to make it a little pink lemonade. But uh, he's that's really the screen. That, that is the fucking uh, the audio clip of the show right there. And then everyone's like, yeah, I, I knew Mike, the dirty dick motherfucker. <laughs> oh blood! No, because we dick took you. McGee. We took you to get an STD test a while ago to uh, get the full panel clearing, and uh, you came yep. back 100 percent clear. But this is what I love about a doctor. He went ahead and started Mike on all these. Hold STD. on, can we can we back up for a second? Yeah. I went and got an STD check, and, and all came things back 100% came back clear. clean, baby. That is proof that this little ass dick ain't catching shit. And why is that? Because me and you have a motto. We have a small dick. It doesn't reach the bottom of the vagina where the yeah. STDs live. STDs live. live in the back of the pussy. All you big so. dick motherfuckers. Ha ha. Yeah. Ha ha ha. The joke's on you. Yeah, you going out there. We stay in the foyer, you know? Oh, <laughs> big ass dick got fucking mm-hmm. blisters on it and shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking smelling like fucking dead babies and cheese. Our dick stay dick in is that, good to go. Our dick stay in that living room you're not allowed to actually sit in. Yeah, my dick, got, my dick got plastic furniture on it. Yeah. Like an old, old fucking Aunt Shaquita's house. Don't sit on the couch. You know, my grandmother had plastic on her furniture, and you still weren't allowed to eat on the couches. Spanish plastic. people. And the fucking quarters. And they all, Spanish people, they always tile everything. Oh, t- you got to tile everything. I tiled some Spanish lady's uh, house, apartment, back in the day. Off, uh, She lived in on Cimarron in yeah. some nice apartment complex. And she was like, ah, Senor Miguel, uh, I want to put backsplash more tile. I was like, more fucking tile? What the fuck? Tile, tile, tile. Because uh, she was tiling the walls. Because you could the dump Fabuloso on everything once oh, I it's I love tiled. Fabuloso. It was one of my secret uh, redneck fucking cooking ingredients is you boil a little fucking Fabuloso. Make the whole house smell oh, so yeah. good, baby. Oh, yeah. A little Fabuloso, man. Got a little scally coming over. Mm-hmm. Throw some Fabuloso on a pot and boil it a little bit. Ooh, got a whole house smelling so good. <laughs> you know, uh, I... Uh, when we when we went to get your STD check, swipe up for more cleaning techniques with me. <laughs> more hacks. Uh, <laughs> pro tip: boil fabuloso, and you can live in a crack den. Hell yeah! No, when we went to take your STD test, though, the thing about the doc that I loved is that's he, what friends do. We take it together. Yeah, we go in there, and the doc. The best part was he was like, "Well, Mike, um, you know, you don't seem to have any symptoms because you didn't have any symptoms or anything." He goes, "But let's just be on the safe side. He pre-prescribed you to all the STD medications." He I was could. like, "Hey, listen, um." <laughs> It's going to take a couple days to get the test results back. You're going to fucking make me come pick them up and shit. And then Miguel's going to bring them to me in an envelope while yeah. I'm sleeping. Uh, which I still, I wish I would, knew where the fucking envelope. I have a picture of it. I though. have the video of it on my other phone of me yeah, we have a lot picking of video. it up, carrying it, never breaking camera roll as I take it all the way through your... Which uh, I was scared because I'm like, this motherfucker is going to Photoshop some bullshit. Oh, yeah. They gave me a portal though. Cause, uh, so you can share it too So you can like let yeah. girls know Check out my portal Again, like, Yo here here, baby Here's my fucking username and password Sign up my portal baby My LabCorp portal <laughs> Check out this dick Certificate clean baby Clean ass dick It's always a worry Even if you're 100% sure Like you're like like Even if you're Jeff And the last time you fucked You know Married with Children Was airing new episodes <laughs> You're still like Oh Cause you always remember The last girl that the, or, or the girl that gave you doubts and you're like god damn I did go to Columbia with all these boys like you know like I ain't gonna lie I didn't, I didn't fuck no Colombian prostitutes but I may or may not accidentally got my dick sucked a few times yeah I may or may not have negotiated those yeah in, in Espanol yeah that was the best Senor too. Miguel want raw dog blowjob I wanna tell you this guys you bring 18 dudes to Colombia 
and there's eighteen, bu- like twenty of these motherfuckers, thirty of these motherfuckers. And there's <laughs> and and there's none of them speak Spanish except for Ralphie and me. And Ralphie didn't do shit. Just stood around. He did the big announcements though that that that, that first day. Uh, I was like, hello, uh, hello, prostitutes of Columbia. I am <laughs> yeah. Michael. I own the wildest house, house in America. America. These are my friends and some of my members of MikeBusey.com that I have flown here for blowjob palooza. <laughs> And I lined them up like they were at like Flavor Flav. <laughs> yeah, I damn near, I, instead of handing out fucking roses, I gave these bitches fucking omelets at five in the morning. I was cooking. They stole our food. They were they, like so hungry. They were eating our to-go boxes that had names on them. That's <laughs> what that's what pissed off the that's what pissed off the pimp that tried to extort me. You, I, you give me ten thousand dollars and shout out to my Instagram. I'm like, who the fuck asked for ten grand? Give me that. Give me the Colombian pimp's accent again. He's like, you give me ten grand, and and I want to. You must to shut me out on Instagram. <laughs> shut out the the Colombian horse. Every accent comes back Instagram. to like the Middle East at some point. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, this is supposed to be uh, mentally stimulating. Some of these guys are, are and girls are listening to this job on their on their job. Yeah. And you know they're definitely by themselves in a cubicle with their headphones with a blanket oh, yeah. over their head. And I hope they're laughing. I hope I hope, I hope, you, I hope you are fucking enjoying it because we were telling some stories that I've definitely have never told before. It's weird when I tell these stories here because I forget the internet is forever. Oh yeah, I'm and, fucked. Yeah, there's gonna be one day. Fucked. There's one day. You know, I still got a chance of being a regular decent human being. Yeah, You're fucked. But there's gonna be one day like I'm like pushing my kid on the swing like daddy we we super googled you on the nebula on computer and what is it what is a raw dog blowjob negotiation <laughs> and i'm like what is it it's about 80 percent of your time in columbia that's Listen, what it is i was goddamn young boy don't you worry about my past i tell you but favorite part about raw dog blowjob negotiations is like uh it, everyone it, frantically miguel miguel miguel, miguel. It's like, me. <laughs> you were like the president at a press conference and the reporters are yelling for the next question next question Senor Miguel, please, please, please. You must tell Rosa, Rosarita I want blowjob, but can she do it raw? And I only have $20 left. <laughs> it was at like 4 o'clock and 5 o'clock. And it was like 5.36 a.m. in the morning. And I'm creeping back down to my room. And everybody would hear me stepping on the... Uh, and people would pop out of their doors like, Miguel. Come here, come here, come here. And it's like you come. Oh, they're in. like crackheads, like scratching and shit. <laughs> There's like a girl sitting there, and they're like got their phone no open. English. No English. They're just like staring, like smiling, like hi, hello. And these guys have no internet, so they can't figure out how to translate. I bought this fucking translator, and I, it took me. I went deep into the Amazon fucking wormhole, and finally found one that would. Because I got scared, because I started looking at you and Ralphie, yeah. and I and I love you, Miguel. Yeah. I love Ralphie, but listen. I didn't trust y'all's Espanol at four in the morning in yeah, Columbia yeah, while we were yeah, all drunk yeah, with yeah. some prostitutes. And I damn sure didn't trust these hoes. So I fucking paid a fucking it's ridiculous. Like 300 bucks, yeah, wasn't it? To get a next day fucking translator to come to find out that you needed fucking good Wi Fi for it. And I even downloaded the fucking language. I, I downloaded sp- Colombian Spanish. Yeah. Because I guess they got different fucking dialects, you know, dialects yeah. and stuff. And uh, yeah, that did me. I got to literally translate maybe ten minutes while I was there. The airport. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, oh, I'm fucked. And then, I, thank you for yeah. the late night negotiations. No, of, no, it was like, let's make a deal. Yeah, let's yeah. let's make a blowjob. Come on down. Like, where else can you pay uh, a dollar a day to become a member of a website and then get flown to fucking Colombia for all you can fuck fest, hang out with Pablo Escobar's brother and shit. And Hornblaster's Matt may have pulled his balls out. Oh, he didn't may. He did, and I and I fucking definitely. 
in a picture. Said, with, absolutely do not do that, Matt. Psych, wink, wink, wink. Yeah. I took with, the picture. Don, with Don Roberto Escobar and his fine-ass niece. Oh. I'm still I'm still friends with her on Instagram. She follows me, but I, yeah. she's lost in the web of fucking people. I can't, like, it's bad. Well, and, I, and, and I've been responding to a lot more Instagram messages because I always respond yeah. to Snapchat messages. But the Instagram now, I've been responding more. So now... It's like hot chick, hot chick model, fucking celebrity friend, and then like 20 random fucking followers that I'm just like broning out, talking to them and shit, chit-chatting, when fucking I was 100% lost on all translation with you until we met Don Roberto's uh, hot-ass niece. Oh, yeah. You probably told her oh, that I had fucking full-blown AIDS When and we're shit. talking, I'm like, the best thing about Mike Busey is, even though he was born with both sexual genders... Even though he's got a pussy in his armpit, yeah. we know he has full-blown AIDS. Yeah, um, and, and, He's a good guy. He's a champion because you don't see a lot of people with full-blown AIDS like Mike Busey's full-blown AIDS running around having a good time. I did that to Joe uh, the last member's weekend, which was, was it last? Yeah, last, last week. week. It seems like forever. It goes two weeks wow. ago. Two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Two weeks ago. Uh, I, I, I invited a girl over. I was putting some work, you know, a little cutie patootie. You know, and then fucking uh, Joe, you know, fucking like a goddamn cock, pussy cockroach that he is. <laughs> pussy cockroach. Just waiting for something to hit the ground to fucking <laughs> crawl up on. Hey, yeah, I'm fucking security here. Da-da-da-da. And then I walk up to him and I had already been drinking. I'm like, hey, what's up? You met my friend Joe? He's got full blown AIDS. Because <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm just tired of it. Like, yo, bring some fucking pussy here. Would he, you? Had her, he, he hooked up And then everyone weekend. fucked her. I don't know if ever. I know multiple people fucked her. And then Joe followed around all weekend like a lost puppy dog and there fell was, in love. And we haven't was, talked to Joe since then. He's probably, they already moved in together, probably got a place. Joe, talk to me. He's doing good. But shout out <laughs> to uh, JT, our Canadian friend, because we heard that she was actually sliding in his DMs like, oh, hey, you're going to be in LA? So, Joe, I got a news flash for you. She doesn't love you. <laughs> JT, shout out to him that weekend. Uh, uh, for, uh, Came here, did absolutely nothing, fucked three girls. I actually, he actually, I went back to my bedroom, the back of Brought the tour no bus, pussy? and opened my goddamn door, and there's JT fucking this girl, and I literally yanked him, pulled him where his dick came out of her, and tossed him down like, the hallway. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? That's my bed. He's like, stretch arms for dick. JT's looking at me, he's like, I took the mattress and all the blankets off because it's the back of the tour bus so you can take the mattress off and now it's just a chair. It's like, I don't give a fuck what you did. And then she's like, listen, I'm like, and this is the thing with this girl. Shout out to this girl. Stayed with us all weekend. Never washed her pussy. Yeah. And fucked everybody. Well, that's why me and Courtney, we were we were, we were were getting a little, you know, a little, little weird. Yeah. A uh, little bitch. And her and they started making out and shit. So I'm like, okay, it's about to go down, baby. So I'm getting all excited about having you know little little menage a trois, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. And um, thank God we didn't because I literally saw a fucking bunch of my friends. And and we all know we're not the first to the pussy, no. but you don't want to see it right you in don't front wanna, of you. you don't want, running the through the homies, three days of fucking like four of the homies and never washing. That's why I love pussy. this show. Like if I yeah. wasn't me and I wasn't you, I would still yeah. listen to this show because. We'll literally talk about gods, aliens, politics, yeah. religion, and existence, have at it. Like, and then first talk about all, fucking hoes. First of all, fuck all the homies. Do anything you want because that's what we do as guys. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is no but different. But we don't want to parade her around and shit, man. Like, well, trust I'm just me. saying, wash your dick if you're a dude fucking girls all weekend long. Wash your pussy if you're a girl fucking guys or girls, whatever. If you do fucking dudes, just wash your goddamn genitals Ugh. in between fucking. Listen, bro, not even 30 seconds. don't fuck on my bed. Not even 30 seconds goes by after I nut until I'm fucking showered. Yeah. Like, I want to sh- wash my butthole and my dick and yeah. balls. Like, I'm a clean, fat dude, you know? You could, I could literally be inside of a vagina. Maybe that's also why I've never got no STD. I just wash that shit right off. I just don't have time to call. You boil my... a little Fabuloso, pour it on hey, your dick. Hey, you know what I'm talking about? Hey, pour some fucking Fabuloso on this dick. I'm fucking trying to go raw. Do you guys like Mike's Chinese accent? I, you know? I don't know. <laughs> oh, you pour Chinese. You pour Fabuloso. No, stay away from it. Stay away from it. Fabuloso <laughs> on this dick now. Pour it now. Send his dick to dry cleaner. There's no. It's just he just adds stereotypes in an obscure accent. He's like, yeah, yeah. like. I think if they're episode ten into this, they've already assumed that yeah. we're not going to be political. Yeah, correct. we don't nail it. We don't nail it. I, I just learned a long time. Stay in your lane. You know, it's like, yeah. hey, I'm not going to be owning that fucking daycare anytime soon. Yeah. I'm not going to be fucking. Uh, your uh, aunt owned a daycare though yeah. when you were growing up. University of Narcusi in Narcusi, Florida, and, and the joke was in high school it was like, oh, where are you going to college? University of Narcusi. <laughs> and one time I seen this dude walking the streets of Miami. I was hanging out with Mickey Rourke. We were yeah. like at a dinner. I kind of feel like I'm name dropping too much, but this this is a random story. Yeah, I don't want to be the douchebag dude. It's like name. I was hanging out with Look Buff Ways. Why well, was really hanging out with him? Right, let me let me fucking back up. He was sitting the same table as me, and we had dinner. I had I was like, damn, what, who the fuck is this guy? And I had a bunch of bad bitches on him and shit. And he's like, we're going over to this bar over here. And so we like kind of like followed him because like one of the girls that was with me was kind of like, yeah. oh my god, who is that? And she had no fucking idea. She could have told him yeah. it was Mister Fucking Clean, and she'd be like, yeah, let's go fucking pop. Let's go with Mister Clean and do some coke. Oh my god, I heard this guy has the coke here in Miami. Well, anyways, I didn't see him do no coke for the record. But anyways, um, what was the story? It was oh, I seen a motherfucker walking. Right there next to Mickey Rourke with a University of Narcusi. He has a shirt. I walk up to him drunk as fuck. I'm like, yo, that's my aunt's daycare. And you know when you're drunk and you expect someone to care more than yeah. they, they really do? Yeah, it hurts. I was like, no, you don't understand, bro. Where'd you get that shirt? He's like, I don't know. I think at a thrift store or something. And he was like so offended because some gay dudes are like, oh, my God, who's this straight guy? You know, like all his, all his masculinity like coming at me. <laughs> And he was, or or he could have been like, "Who the fuck is this drunk talking to yeah, me, yelling true. at me?" I like how your theory of this I'm story like, you is. My where did you get this shirt? My masculinity offended him. He's like, "No, dude." If we found the dude, he'd be like, "No, dude, you were like literally holding my shoulders. You're six foot two. You were shaking me yeah. to death like a baby syndrome, shaking me. <laughs> fucking sick. Where did you get this fucking shirt?" <laughs> And he was like, I got it in the thrift store. Leave me alone. Take my money. Take my money. You're like, that guy was rude. He He's literally telling people, he's like, that's why I never walk the streets alone at night with, with a fucking graphic shirt because you never know who you're going to offend. You know? I was like, wow, no fucking. Way. I was like, you don't understand, bro. That's a part it of my life. It probably said University of Norway. And you're like, you in that cousin. This is my art shirt. Make it rock. Fuck this guy up. And it's a small town. I'm like, how the fuck does this random dude have this shirt on? And it's like, I've seen homeless people wearing uh, Sausage Castle shirts before. Downtown, I'm like, where did you get that shirt? 
And he I was like, oh, no, no, man, someone gave it to me. I was picking up some bottles and fucking they gave me this shirt, man. And I'm like, where did you get this shirt? Tell me who sent you. He's like, God damn. He's like, no, man, I'm a member. I swipe up. I collect these bottles and I got $33 a month. And Gavin's like, $33 a month? How do you come up with that? I've been wanting to do this campaign where I give homeless people like fucking signs, like the, you know, the spinner signs. Yeah. But here's my deal. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to give them like, more than they probably would earn any other normal job but the catch is i'm gonna tear it like a hundred dollar bill in half and say all right i'm gonna come back in four hours with some fucking wendy's would you like you like chili you like chi- you like chicken nuggets i'm gonna come back with the other half of this fucking hundred dollar bill but you better be spinning that fucking sign when i come back mikebusey.com motherfuckers put them right one of those exit ramps out there on i4 and then be like oh and by the way i'm see that office over there i'll be watching you and then just drive off all day and then fucking come back like, you know, homeless campaign. It's a street. I did this street thing for this real estate, uh, real estate company. We called it the crack baggy campaign. <laughs> and I fucking took Ziploc bags and went to fucking Home Depot and got the little white, little shiny rocks that you put in like a garden yeah. bed. And um, we put the flyer. I was working for this real estate guy who did like some shady, questionable fucking foreclosure acquisition stuff like short sale yeah. like yeah we're gonna buy your house but then we're gonna find a buyer and i'm gonna take a lot of money off it yeah so we were in the hood and we'd, we'd go find places that had like high uh, the, the rate the of turnover foreclosure was yeah. higher in that area this is right after the bubble too by the way like 2008 so i'm riding around in a fucking a dodge a green dodge neon with no ac with my homie drew and playing fucking paperboy, throwing these plastic bags with rocks in them in the hood. We called them crack baggies. And it, it'd be, we did it right when it got dark. And then a lot of these motherfuckers would be on their porch just chilling, you know, doing on yeah. God knows what. And every, like, about five minutes, you're like, hey, motherfucker, get back. And I heard, like, a couple guns. Like, I heard a couple, like, you know, cock, and shit, cock, like, cock yeah, backs. Chamber, I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. They just chambered the bullet. Hey, hey, step on it, player. Step on it. And I would fucking lean the seat back and shit. And we would get a couple complaints. And he never got mad. He's like, he'd have voicemails like, y'all motherfuckers came to my house and fucking threw this damn bag of fucking bullshit flyer. Wanted to buy my fucking house. Fuck you. I'm three months late. I'll, I'll fucking get the money when I get it. And then some of them were like, yeah, I'll, buy you my, I'll sell you my fucking house 50 grand right now. And then, you know, and yeah, that's my crack baby campaign. But I got a lot of cool market. Swipe up for my cleaning tips and my marketing ideas. The street marketing. You know? Boil fabuloso and slang crack. I'm Mike Busey. I used to get mad at the roommates at the old house, and I would fucking take a gallon of fucking pool chlorine, which is way more potent than some regular chlorine bleach, and I would fucking pour it all over. I would walk. The house was all tile downstairs, and I would pour. I would pour the pool chlorine on there. And then I would take like cups of water from the sink and just like <laughs> splash it all over the fucking floor. I do like some spot mopping, and there was a couple times I may have accidentally mixed some other chemicals in there, and I may have almost <laughs> died. Gas in that oh, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, because I get mad. I put. <laughs> I fucking, get mad. I'm like, I'm like yo, you're gonna it. clean your shit, motherfuckers. Like y'all living here for free, you can't clean up the fucking bathroom. Like there's a couple times I put a bunch of bullfrogs in there. Nah, I didn't mix it with the bleach. <laughs> some big ass. I'm talking fist-sized bullfrogs, like 20 of them. Like, it, I just loaded up the bathtub, and I remember hearing it, oh, my God. I was like, fuck you, bitch. Clean the fucking bathroom, you ungrateful motherfuckers. Loaded it up with bullfrogs. Like, what are you, fucking Dennis the Menace? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, 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 you know, some, and they, they'll never forget it. And, and they actually cleaned the bathroom pretty good after that. What's the worst, like, prank anybody's done to you? 
I mean, I've definitely had, I've been urinated on. I've been fucking, I'm pretty sure fecal. Uh, I don't know about the jizz. I never. I don't know if I went that far, but do you know what's good? You remember I've had penises extremely too close to my fucking face, and they got photos of it. And then they put it on my fucking. Uh, I was sleeping at Steve-O's house. Here we go, another name drop. <laughs> this Hollywood motherfucker. And so there I was. I had my fucking uh, the, the original like iMac, not the nipple one, but the next one is like fucking four inches wide, the white one. Yeah. And I, I literally flew with it, put like a fucking egg crate. <laughs> wrapped around in a fucking Paddington Bear fucking suitcase and checked it. And <laughs> Paddington Bear. And I remember I was so sad because my screen was cracked and he was like, yeah, what do you expect, dude? And, and, uh, Oh, when you got, when you landed the screen cracked? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. So then I fucking set up on his little table and I was editing videos and shit. And then, uh, I remember waking up one time and everyone just kind of staring around me like laughing and shit. And I looked and inmate art had fucking put his dick like within like a pinky space from my lips with a filler a fucking Miller light. I still got the photo that I try not to let anyone ever see. And it is a dick extremely close to my fucking lips while I'm passed out, which is which is I think it's a sexual assault, I'm not sure. Yeah. But it was yeah, a different it, time yeah, back then, time. you know, it was it was just bros just being bros, yeah. you know, putting dicks. And then As they made an individual, the, you get to choose what was your assault or not. Yeah. You know, so you you let that one slide. Yeah, and then fucking uh <laughs> I woke up and everyone's staring at me and I was like, what the fuck y'all looking at? Like, you know, like when you're cranky when you just wake up, like, what the yeah. fuck y'all looking at? And I moved the little mouse and there it was, a fucking, the screensaver was my fucking retarded head fucking sleeping with a dick. It was damn near touching my lips. There's been times where like, it, this happens here at the Sausage Castle, there's times where like, you, you're by yourself, you're just doing something. And then all of a sudden you like look up, you realize there's two cameras on you, oh, and yeah. you're like, "Motherfucker, it's a dick coming! Somebody's gonna pee!" You, no! try, you you almost peed on me a couple weeks ago, and I and I caught it because Stephen came in the room. I like you so much. So yeah. Sometimes when the pee gets ready to leave, I'm like, "Man, I really like him. I don't want to do this." I'm really glad you have that because I looked up and I saw Stephen filming me, and I just beelined out of there, and there you were standing with your dick, and you were like, "I didn't do it. I didn't do it." I, I, have, like, I have done some of the most extra. I remember. At the old house, I'd wait sometimes for like 45 minutes in someone's closet. <laughs> in a ghillie suit? <laughs> like, just to scare them. And then, like, one time, I mean, I know this is like, you know, it's a different time. We gotta, we gotta put the <laughs> anytime, different time anytime clause. Anytime Mike starts out with a different time. It was a I'm, different time in life, guys. I'm like, it, I, sometimes I'm like, I know it was a different time, but that was still a crime. Okay, listen. First of all, we've all waited in the bushes and fucking peeped through your window to see when your homies fuck some hot chick, okay? Fair enough. And you're allowed to fucking do that, but, you know... <laughs> Uh, back in the day, Yana, the cameras I had Yana. were like had high eight capabilities. Yeah. You could flip it over, and it was basically night vision. And uh, I remember one time, uh, my buddy Art, he was passed the fuck out, dead asleep, and he had a hot chick next to him, which I didn't even know until I reviewed the footage. And I brought in this little handy cam, eight, this little fucking high eight camera that had a fucking night vision you flip it over and if you keep like the monocle piece right up to your eye you don't let the light come out they don't even know when you're in the room it's like being a fucking Jesus. Uh, a, a navy seal <laughs> just creeping up on this you, episode is not darkness. brought to you by the letter c for consent yeah no like, so art was sleeping i rolled up and i fucking pulled my dick out and i pissed all over and i worked and like just went but you didn't know there was the a head. girl you didn't know there was a girl in the room no but i didn't really get her as much i got him mostly so I like went from his head to his toes, back and forth, back and forth. And all I'm doing is I got this fucking 
camera shoved into my face, and I wanted to know because I had made the mistake before coming in. Like, oh, I see some green yeah. light over there. I was like, oh, I gotta fucking seal it. So I sealed it, like, <laughs> just ramming it into my fucking eye socket, and just pissing all over him. <laughs> and all he does is he just kind of like oh. he kind of looks around. And you see his little eyes. Oh, I've, his I've seen eyes. this video. Yeah, and he scratches his butt and <laughs> just like, falls back asleep. Unsure what happened. Yeah, he just knows something happened to him. He was probably on a bunch of drugs. Like, you know, he was doing a lot of coke back then and shit, you know, which I obviously fucking went to the dare counselor and was, you know, I sometimes I'd beat him up. Like, no, you can't fucking do this. I was like, I was like the, the summer camp counselor. Like, I'm going to wrestle you, motherfucker, till you get sober. I'm going to teach you boys about Jesus the only way I know how with a little thing called wrestling. Yeah, I'm going to fucking wrestle you till you get sober, boy. Yeah, so, yeah, fucking shout out to fucking old school fucking. They're still around. You can film with them, and they're still fucking night vision. So just know if you're sleeping That's and like you see Paris, a green. The Paris Hilton porn was exactly. done high eight, right? Same color, same look, all that shit. Yeah. I remember watching the Paris Hilton porn and just being like, this is amazing. And now I'm like, my dick won't even respond to that. My dick's like, it's not 4K? Let's leave. Yeah. Leave the room. Everyone's a diva now. It's like, oh, what, what a shitty angle. Back in my days, like if you could fucking... Uh, interpret it through a fucking stick figure recreation yeah. courtroom drawing you would yeah. jack off to it you're like yeah. ah there's been times man where like I'm, I'm just thumbing through like Pornhub and I'm like none of this is doing it for me and I'm like what happened throw another go? girl in there throw another yeah and I'm, another cause back in you know like you said back in the day like I remember having a copy of Galleria magazine that was all sun bleached and you could barely see stuff and I was like oh maybe hold on I know that's a pussy though. That's good enough, you know. Yep. You ever fuck pillows or anything, or your, your mattress mm, no, or a fucking man. teddy bear? I tell you, or this this is really you never. Oh, you know, you never fucked a poked a hole in a fucking Barney mm, doll. Man, and fucking just, rock, give, get your rocks off. Little handyman myself. I tell you this though, this is dumb as fuck. But I'm gonna air this out. When I was a kid, I knew that uh, in movies they would people would have sex and then they would pass right out and go to sleep. So when I was too hyper and I couldn't fall asleep, sometimes I would just try to in the bed like I was having sex because I thought it would make me pass out and go to sleep afterwards. <laughs> try to, try to, I, I worked at Dixie Stampede, Dolly's partner's Dixie Stampede. And oh, name was, dropping ass. Look at this motherfucker. Uh, uh, yeah. I worked for a little lady by the name of <laughs> Dolly Parton. Well, don't worry. I was a fucking like a, 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 a an elf in a fucking Christmas show, okay? <laughs> I like marched around with a gun and shit. And, uh, anyways, uh, there was this, the star of the show was like this Australian dude. It was a dinner theater show. Yeah. And he was like, I want to say his name was like something star, something like silver star, some shit. I don't know. It was some Australian dude, and he had this beautiful, giant fucking white horse, and I heard it was worth like a bunch of money. And one day, we were like down in the tunnel, like in, in wardrobe, and he's like, yeah, I got a fucking, yeah, every show I had to fucking jack him off to fucking <laughs> tame him down. He's a wild stallion. And we were all like, What? And I was like the only one that had the nerve to go into detail. I'm like, hold on, you jack this horse off every day? He's like, yeah, mate, it's a fucking, it's a wild stallion. You gotta fucking t- tame him down. If I don't fucking beat him off every show before a show, he go crazy up in the fucking audience, and start I, trampling people. I can't believe we've gotten six different cultural accents out of you on this show. <laughs> it's this, a new record. This is the multicultural it's show. It's a new record. <laughs> so he had to jack the horse off uh, before every show. Dead ass. I don't know if he really did it, but he told us, and he was definitely. Not like seeming like he was joking. Did he you look was, at his forearms? Were they like Popeye? Oh, you know? like, dar, 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 like, fuck He's it. like, let me get this going. And all I could picture was this giant ass horse dick. And just 
I don't know how many hands this dick was, but this motherfucker had to use both hands to jack this motherfucker off. If you were gonna jack off, a, like, a, but it was for medical. It wasn't like beast. I don't. I don't think there was like a sexual reality. He had to really tame unless, it. Unless, unless you came in there and he was like in a dress. Yeah, with lipstick <laughs> yeah, on and a wig. Like with a belt around his neck. And he was like, no, mate, this is what you got to do for the horse. And the horse is like, Michael, Michael, I never asked for any of this. Quickly, <laughs> bring, bring me some more of that pinnacle bread yeah. and some fucking better. Put another shrimp on this fucking horse's cock. Mike, he could also just let me take a nap. He could also just let me take a nap before the show. But he chooses the to jack me off. The fucking horse was doing heroin and shit. It's, it's fucking trying to Google the Boy Scout fucking hotline. <laughs> like, I was molested. Oh, a gold damn fucking dingo. The horse has got a cigarette hanging from its <laughs> lip just looking at you, and it's like, kill me, Michael. Kill me, Michael. <laughs> I'd do it for you. <laughs> what was funny is before you go in the dinner show, the guy would come in on the fucking horse in, like, this bar, and they sold these, like, plastic fucking boots. <laughs> and I, I want to say... Fill it with jizz. And all I could do is the rest of the time I worked there, I'd stare at this fucking Australian <laughs> dude and just imagine him banging one out. I'm pretty sure everyone that heard the story, like, got over it, but not me. I was stuck on that. I, Every, think- I couldn't make eye contact with that guy the rest of my life I don't working know there. how anyone could have got over it. my question is this though how do you jack the horse off like like do two hands get mate oh yeah definitely do two you hands get mate. underneath him or do you like does the horse lay down in a bed with his legs up you're just like dude I, I, I dated this I, I don't really date it I was fucking this one girl horse and uh, her name was Kim and she was from uh, Port St. Lucie and I remember uh her telling me, hey, do you know Sarah? I'm like, who? No, who's Sarah? Yeah, I seen her come over here one time. I just want you to know that she fucked a horse. And I was like, what? I was like, she fucked a horse? She's, and then she was like, no, listen, trust me, Mike. She fucked a horse. And I was like, well, how do you fuck a horse? Without, I don't know. Without but she tried to send me a link, you. and I was like, no, nah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. This is back in the day. You didn't like send links on phone, phones yeah. and shit. It was like, the thing is, though, I don't understand how somebody could fuck a horse without people being involved to help in that situation because it's not like jacking off a horse it's not science it's uh you know like how, what do you bend over and the horses because the horse was like 800 fucking no, pounds you, i see there was one dude or one dude or chick that was called death yeah, sure, by Mike. horse cock and the horse like fucked this person dude chick or dude and like it gave him a pink sock it basically fucking tore their fucking their mm. butthole inside out <laughs> There's a lot of things that used to be on the internet that was on Rotten.com and shit that I'm pretty sure are illegal to have on any internet server now. Oh, my God. That fucking poor horse. That yeah. poor horse. In- you remember back in the day when you'd go to Rotten.com and you would talk about it like, yo, there's this fucking video that oh, you get for head year. cut off. And you would post. You would talk about it forever. I used to go to one called... Uh, Consumption Junction. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you guys Steven remember our, Consumption He's like, whoa, that's still my favorite. Yeah, and... Uh, like it was just full of shit that you were like, oh, you felt hot, dirty. Dude. You're like, oh, I gotta go to church now. That's the thing. Porn. Let me tell you this much. Porn and websites like Pornhub and YouPorn do not make you feel dirty. They, they don't mean. make you. They don't make you feel like you're delving into some horrible shit because Speak it's for all. Yourself, it's, it's all just highly produced porn. But back in the old days, Thumbzilla, Consumption Junction, all those places. Because those places would mix in. You want to see some porn? Also, check it out. This kid accidentally shot himself, and this is a picture of his dead body. You, you want to see Adolf Hitler's fucking autopsy? Yeah, and it's like my boner can't handle these ups and downs. Like now, you go on Pornhub, and it's like okay, so you know. She got stuck in a sink, but we solved it. You know, yeah, it's but, like when you're jacking off the Telemundo, you don't got porn. Yeah. And you know, the Telemundo, 
has the hottest soap operas. Like, these women are fucking beautiful. Cock. And you're beating it, and you're like, oh, I'm about to come. And then they show a dude, like, shirtless. You're like, oh, fuck. So you start jerking it, like, slow, because you don't want to nut on the dude. You're like, no, no. <laughs> you don't want to nut no, on the dude. <laughs> no, slow it down. Slow it down. When you, when you, and then when the girl comes back on you, then he comes up, this poppy, hey, I'm here to fuck Gabriella. You're like, no, slow it down. <laughs> slow it down, poppy. Slow it down. Don't show me more shit. Shirtless dudes in my Telemundo, and it would be this like game show. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I was beating off to the MTV's The Grind, like they were dancing on shit and like in the beach and the bikinis. And back in the days, boy, that was about as good as it gets. Boy, Yo. you jacking off to the Grind, Telemundo, hard times for your hard times for a jacker offer back in them days. I These kids off, don't know shit. I don't about remember it. who it was, but I beat off to some chick on Road Rules season two, and oh, she was man. just clothed. You know she's looking rough now. Yeah, doing a fucking confessional, and I was like, <laughs> Miguel. You took the show to a whole new darkness. <laughs> I wish I had this How dare sex, you? the sexual drive I had in my youth where I could be like, that's sexy. Uh, I want Because now I'm like, that's hot. It's right in my face. But it's 1130. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I ate five guys at five earlier. So I'm, uh, I don't know if I can do yeah, be, I'm so fat. I'd be like basing my sex life around my diet. I'm like, well, I just fucking ate like four burritos. I don't know if I can do this. I, like, uh, I, I, wait, baby, we'll do it in the morning, you know, t- tomorrow or something. I got to watch out, too, whenever I'm with a girl who's, like, super sexually adventurous because she'll try to be like, this is the position I'm on. I'm like, yeah, technically that's out for me. That one's out for me. And you're going through the fucking karma suit. You're like, all right, listen, I can do, like, four of these right <laughs> yeah. here. That's fucking it. I like all of these where I'm on bottom and watching Netflix. These are pretty good. I like these. Oh, uh, uh, man, I, fuck. I could, I could tell stories for days about certain shit like this. I mean, you... There's just so many. Don't get fat, people. Yeah, don't, don't get, fat. get fat. I had a girl, Michelle, and she was taller than me and just thick and hot. And uh, she, I mean, she looked a lot like Jessica Biel, which was really hot back in the day. Yeah, too. Tell, yeah tell me more. Yeah, tell the mundo it. But uh, she was like, I remember we were we were fucking, and she went, she was like, we went to the shower, and she's like three inches taller than me, and uh, she's like, she, she just fucking, I couldn't get anything going in the shower right without her like squatting down so she's like squatting down in the shower so i can hit it and her face just looked like oh man i'd sign up for this <laughs> i remember when you go on like family trips and you're getting a little you're feeling a little rascally and you go to like a campground or some shit so you're like all right i'll go take a shower down at the outhouse yeah so you're down there and you're fucking if you're lucky, you planned ahead and you got a photo printed photo of some porn <laughs> that's no penetration, no nothing. So you're using your imagination. Like the, there's one thing the Muffet Babies taught oh, me. Oh, yeah. Is you got to have a fucking imagination. Yeah. So back in the, in the 90s, early like, 2000s, jacking off was like a, a, it was 80% creativity and yeah. imagination, you know? Like it so, was, it was jacking off in the, in the nineties. It was, it was about the story you created. Yeah. And, and, and you would fucking, <laughs> I would, I would have some, I'd have you know a friend of privilege that would have a fucking photo printer yeah. with ink, and it would probably take like twelve dollars to print worth of ink, just one photo of and some six titties. Hours, and I had it folded up like a fucking a treasure map, fucking fucking Blackbeard's fucking treasure in my wallet. If you're looking for a magic place, just make sure you don't come on her face. And I'd be jacking off in some fucking campground shower. And just With and spiders and shit standing, yeah, spiders and it's hot as fuck. And you come out of the shower and you start sweating immediately. You just beat the shit out of your dick and you can't come because you're standing up and you start getting fucking like cramps in your calves and shit because you're just trying to bang it out so bad. 
How about when you're on vacation at like a relative's house and you're like, God damn, we're going to be here for six days. <sighs> I can go three. Yeah. I can go three. And then by the third day, you're like, okay, how am I going to do this without everybody knowing? Like you got to pre-jack before you get in the bathroom so that when you get in the bathroom, you've got like three minutes before you pop. It's a lot of work. You got you to gotta plan it like the fucking Bin Laden raid, you know? <laughs> Draw a map out and yeah. shit. All right, red team, go this yeah. way. Blue team, go in the back door. Anybody gets caught, gentlemen, no one will be coming for you. Yes. You're dead. Yeah. You're dead to us. Yeah. I am. So, so many. I mean, we could do a whole podcast on just our childhood masturbation fucking uh, history. Yeah. I mean, we came from hard times. The Cuties podcast, you know, <laughs> oh, make everyone, makes everyone awkward. Yeah, the Cuties. That's a a show I won't even fucking even Dude, Google I or won't look even, at. I have. I, no, I heard enough. I'm I have good. No comment on it because I don't want to research any of it. I don't want to find out because here's the deal. Hey Siri, what's what's Cutie? Next, oh shit, it's moving. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's fucking like looking up fucking dark web shit yeah. of fucking kids and shit. You don't want nowhere Do near you. Do you want Cutie's director cut? I don't want any of it. Here's the thing, and I'm and, and people are like telling me they're like, no, it's it's not about this. I'm like, guys, I just have to stay the fuck away from this one. <laughs> what they should, this is what the uh, the government should do. Anyone who fucking watches shit like that should immediately have the door kicked in and their house raided. Bro, but here's the thing. What's, 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 and, and I don't know anything about it because like me and you said, we won't, we won't research. But I know enough. I know what's, some young but, girls. But what's the difference between all those goddamn dance competitions at Disney World? Yeah, like you I know, said, it, like, was, it was fucking, it was those cutting dance- edge and new, uh, a different time and I guess, we weren't so hip to it. Now everyone's very like, wait a minute. Because I mean, I've been hearing all this shit about the movie, and like I said, I don't know, but I'm hearing, but I'm hearing it from the same people that probably send their fucking kid to a dance competition at Disney World to twerk, and fucking, I'm saying twerk, you know, but I know they're not really twerking at these things, but I know that they're super sexualized, and it ain't the kids' fault on these things because the kids just gonna do whatever is cool. You know, like when we were kids, we wanted to do stuff that was more grown than us. We constantly, as kids, want to be more grown. Especially up. women, they girls, yeah, young girls, yeah, because they're, they're se- cute and, and, they're, and they're pretty, and, and they're sexualized. Because, like, uh, you know, like I can remember, all I can those remember, beauty pageants and yeah, shit. Yeah, and, and I remember creepy guys. And I, you know, like I said, never thought about it before, but creepy guys being telling girls like South oh, you Carolina grown story. Up. Yeah, my sister was in one of those little beauty pageants. Amanda. And, yeah, and she, I think she was like thirteen or fourteen, and it was uh, Miss Hellhole. You ever you ever you ever heard of Hellhole? Hellhole, no. Yeah, somewhere in South Carolina, it was a beauty pageant called Miss Hellhole, and she like was like second place, Miss Hellhole, and I remember being like you know like same age as her, you know, fucking yeah. in the audience looking at all these fucking chicks and shit. And, yeah. You know, and yeah, it's just fucking. This is where we should change the subject immediately. This yeah. Well, weird. no, man. I mean, I mean, the fucking. the truth is, we both know it. Uh, women are super over sexualized at a young age. By society, you know? I mean, straight up. I mean, you know. And then here's the thing. A girl gets boobs at like 12 years old. And what does everybody tell her? Hide your boobs. Hide those boobs. Hide those boobs. Like, like, they, they, it, like it's her fucking fault. But they don't tell the guys. They don't tell the guys, though. Like, guys, hey, don't stare at, don't stare at a girl's boobs. Don't do this. You know? So it, it, it's always funny with stuff like that. Because women get hypersexualized. Guys just get told, hey, buddy, stare at them titties. Whoa. And that's, and that's the truth, man. Yep. And that's all we have to say about that. Uh, <laughs> make sure Steven just edits that entire part out. No, man. Trust me. You're talking about your fucking teacher fucking you all the time. Hey, relax. Hey, that, <laughs> I was a victim. Yes. Yes, you were. And I was okay with it. God damn.
for the record, and I didn't snitch. Still to this day, but I have thought about like doing like, man, what if I like, like, yo, all right, I don't need no money, but I need this school. I want you own, I want to own the school and put like a statue here. Private owner of a school. Yeah, they get all those kids with fucking tuition going there and shit. Yeah. What kind of school would it be? Because it'd be like a magnet school. It'd be like an art school. I'd be teaching these motherfuckers. It'd be like uh, I have some drunken like Vietnam vet dude in there teaching wood shop and cussing and fucking (laughs) just in the middle of work in the wood. He's like, "We're gonna make shippish." Charlie's out there. Sappers. You know. (laughs) Build your birdhouse. Charlie's coming. Yeah. Today, boys, we're gonna learn how to build a punji stick. We're going to put a little shit at the end of it so it gets infected when it stabs can you. you. Imagine the, can you imagine uh, the teachers that we had back in the day if they had to like work in the education system now? They'd put a bullet through their fucking They'd brain. all, like, the entire school, the principal, everyone. I had a principal that got, like, DUIs and shit. Yeah. And, like, uh, and I think middle school, yeah. Uh, what was his name? Anyways. I had a teacher, Mr. Leonard. He would smoke cigars in class. Jeez. He would pop it out and he'd just be sucking on it and then he'd just be like at the end, take a couple puffs and then put it out. And uh, that was it. He would take a couple puffs. That was puffs. his Kobe Megan. Yeah. Motherfucking shit. Yeah, he would take a couple puffs and just, just put swallowed. it <laughs> And then what about like. I had an old teacher. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, what about like your. Look back at all your PE teachers, your phys ed teachers and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. They're all trying like, to fuck the hot English teacher. Yeah. We got yeah. some new meat, boys. Time to have a PE meeting. Yeah. Who's fucking, who's taking her out for drinks? Yeah. I remember we had this guy, uh, we had Miss Summer, who was our PE teacher, and she was like 400 pounds, uh, and then Coach Peavy, who had like giant legs, it looked like he squatted Buicks and stuff, and they, uh, they could care less about anything except for dodgeball, because in dodgeball, they split it up into two teams, Coach Peavy's team and Miss Summer's team. And they were vicious. Like he, like, like, like he, like. Hey, I'm gonna tell you this. Much. Coach PV referred to us as pussies all the time. You fucking pussies. He'd be like, "Listen, guys, come here, you fat fuck. You'll do the pull ups, you pussy." Oh, he, oh, oh, fatty, fatty. Get the, like, fatty was a term of endearment to a PE teacher in the '80s. Like, hey, fatty, come here. You know, get your uh, get your boy tits out here. <laughs> we're gonna oh. we're gonna we're gonna do a pull up. You can do one fucking pull up. I'll let you leave I'll, this I'll class you. for the rest of the year. You fat fuck. One of the, one of the the trials that every young boy of a pudescent boy must travel. The bridge he must cross is school boner. Taking well, that that's important too. But taking getting dressed in gym. Oh yeah. When you first like yo, you gotta bring like a white shirt and yeah. like, blue or black shorts and you gotta take your shirt off. Yeah. And then there's like showers there and you're like, Oh, what's the showers yeah. for? Like, you know, when you fucking get done, you sweat and you take a shower. And and most classes there was never anyone actually taking showers. Yeah. Back in my days. My day either, you. man. The shower was there and everybody just stared at it like Because we're like, hold on, we're not gonna get into that shower and air there's no doors. Like it's a very uncomfortable uh part of growing up as a boy that yeah. like most women growing up don't have to deal with. You know? Yeah. We gotta like actually, you know, take our shirt off and and feel comfortable. How about with shirts our for shit. skins? That we we used to oh, play yeah. that all the time. Like, all right, shirts we'll see for that skin. No more. Uh-uh. And I got my little my boy titties flopping around, yep. trying to make a layup. Shirts for skins, man. That I mean, that, Dude, was, I'm pretty that sure, was humiliating. Pretty sure we played smear the queer, and that's what we called it. Yeah. Uh, back in my days, it's called kill the carrier. Now I found out, but oh. I don't think anyone even plays it, man, because kids don't. Oh, I mean, they man. got better shit to do. 
Yeah, they're like, oh, well, let me fucking play some video games. I mean, I remember... You're like stressing me out. I need some Xanax. I have anxiety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember... The, the nurses at fucking schools probably prescribed Xanax to these kids. Dude, I had heat stroke one time from field day, and uh, they, uh, all, they gave me a Gatorade. A Gatorade. And then uh, I remember fucking Miss Summers came in there, PE teacher, five nine, seven hundred pounds. I don't remember. She walked in there and she was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I got heat stroke." She was like, Phew. "That was her response." Phew. Like you fucking, fucking pussy, <laughs> heat stroke. And then you think about it too. Lots of art. So this is going to happen to kids now, and this is what's going to be interesting. Lots of the kids now's teachers went to college on the GI Bill, and a lot of them served in combat. And when we were kids, lots of our teachers went to college on the GI Bill and served in combat in, like, Vietnam when we were in, like, grade school. So you think about it. Like, some of the teachers that we had were, like, recon marines in Vietnam, and then they're, they're sitting there with us, and I'm like, Mr. Elliot, I can't learn math. And he's like, he's like it's too hard. He's like, you know what's hard? Waking up in a fucking sweat every night because you remember Da Nang in 70. And I'm like... Tell, tell him about your uh, your show you want to do with Sako. Oh, Mr. Sako. Tell, tell There's us a about puppet Sokko. show that I've been working on for, for the snap. Not working on much more than writing it. I've been trying to do this for like 10 years. And I have this idea of this sock puppet. Character. I remember when I said, "Hey, I'll finance it," and you. you I called, called my sister because I've been telling her about this for ten years. She's like, "Yo, Mike Greenlit is fucking Socko. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna get. He's gonna get a spot." And she was like, oh, "Socko, <laughs> tell us about Socko." So I get this idea, this puppet, Mister Socko. Uh, his name is Mordecai Sockowitz. Uh, he, he was. He grew up in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. He did a little time in jail. He did a little time in Nam. Uh, you know, he's kind of institutionalized puppet. And uh, while he's living in a halfway house, he he's going to like a twelve step program. He meets this younger kid, and this kid is auditioning to be in this television show. For like when I say kid, I mean like guy in his twenties. This guy in his twenties auditioning to be the host of a children's show. Sako hits it off with this guy because Sako never really knew his own kids, so he likes the guy. So he agrees to help the guy audition to the thing, and they end up both getting hired to be on this children's show. But Sako's got PTSD. He's He's got a former drug problem. He lives in a prostitute's drawer, and uh, it's it's basically a sock, a puppet sock that lives in a prostitute's drawer. That served time and's been to Nam. I can't wait. And he was a number runner for like one of the fucking Italian crews. Yeah, I I actually ordered the little Star of David necklace. It's for uh, it's yeah. I got a little Star of David necklace, and I ordered a little wife beater that I got to fucking adjust so it'll fit on the puppet. But I've been trying to figure out what his face looks like forever, man, because that's been my hardest. That's like you just gotta have a dream. You gotta get blacked out, wasted on tequila, and you're like, I found, I found, I seen the face. I need to get blacked out, drunk with you, and just go on Amazon and order stuff for puppets. That reminds me of a time uh, when me. You remember when you're young, you ride your bikes with your neighborhood yeah. friends, and and you your find, whole little bike crew. Yeah, and you go on little adventures to like discover things you've never seen. And it's really just like around the block, and you're just like it's been there forever. You're just like, oh, wow, look what I found this dumpster. Yeah, and I started like dumpster diving. Yeah, and I was in St. Cloud, and it's an old community there, that downtown area, right there on New York Avenue. And I was finding like the cool like shit. It's probably pr- fucking priceless now. I probably fucking found like. JFA, J, JFK's fucking cigar box and fucking pissed on it and left it in the dumpster. Clinton's cigar box would be cool. Like, like there was like haunted buildings around there, like the old barber shop, you know, like fucking a lot of history yeah. going through that town. And uh, one day we rolled up to this house, we, we rolled by it and we saw this like brown van. I remember it was like it was yesterday. 
and then the outside of this brown van was uh, those little like fucking sticker letters yeah like you use this for address and stuff and it was all these crazy like bible quotes and on like, the van yeah all over the van yeah. it was like whoa what's going on here that dude kills drifters oh no listen it gets yeah. way deeper so we we uh, me and it was probably like three or four of us we were probably like I don't say like 12-ish 13 yeah. and we were riding our bikes and we stopped and we looked and you know there's every kid back in the day grew up in a neighborhood where there was like that one crazy neighbor yeah that you never saw when you saw her like, yeah Whoa. What's that movie where like, they live in the basement or some shit? People under stairs. Yeah. yeah. Was it the who, what, was it like Dan Aykroyd or someone's? In oh or no 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 that's uh, that's uh, the the one where they're in the cul-de-sac, suburb um, suburbia or something. I don't know. No, it's something like that. But it's got Tom Hanks in it too, right? He's, I don't remember. It was, oh no, you talking about nothing but trouble with Tupac? No, that's fucking no. That's that's a whole other movie. But okay, I yeah, love that movie yeah. too. Anyways. Like this, I said, with Tupac, neighbor. he's the background dancer in the Digital Undergravity. Yes. But uh, I like if that movie was playing on BET, they'd be like, "Nothing but trouble," starring Digital Underground and maybe Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. You know. So we rolled up the Burbs. Yes, that's, that's what, what it was. Burbs. So I fucking see this van while he's like Bible scripture, and it was like really scary looking. Was Scott Van Tassel with you? Actually, no. Uh, okay. But it was like two blocks from his house. Yeah. Anyways, uh, shout out Scotty V. We we were there, and I remember we putting this bike down, like looking at it. We're like, "Whoa, what is this bike?" Yeah. This is old, like dilapidated, like fucking, like old Florida, like colony looking home. It was yeah. like up on like some bricks, those and, bungalow houses, like that. Yeah, yeah, like wooden floors, yeah. rickety, like columns in the front, like an old plantation looking house, yeah. you know. And uh, I hear like, "Hey, get out of there, kids!" Like some creepy guy yelling. And we're like, oh, we got like scared. Jinkies, yikes. You do that yeah, scooby-doo like run scooby-doo where you run in place shit. for a minute. And I remember he was, we were so close to his voice that we knew that it would be even awkwarder if we fucking ran to the bikes. Yeah. So our conscience was like, oh, your bikes? just like play it cool. Yeah. And then we hear this little screen patio door yeah. opens up and we see this old fat dude shirtless with like, Long, long, fucking white, white hair. He looked like like he like, had fucking. He was like a obese Moses. Yeah. yeah, like he had seen the face of God. Yeah, which is exactly what he fucking tried to tell us. He's like, "Come in here," and I don't know why. Because back in the day, you know, you just did what those GI Joe commercials could only teach you so much. Don't go into a creepy guy's house or you might get raped. So here we are, me and some of my homies, we walk into this dude's house. And I was like, whoa. And he was like, come here, boy, I'm going to tell you something. I've seen the face of God. And I remember I was going to church a lot. And my stepmom's like, no man has seen the face of God and this and that. I I don't know why that stuck out to me. So we hung out with this dude. Why he kept like, I'll show you something. And he kept showing us like these old like Bibles and like, I don't, these photos and stuff. And he had this photo that was like laminated like 10 times in the very back of this book. He's like, you want to see the face of God? You want to see it? And we're like, yeah, yeah, show us, show us. And he like kind of does this like, you're not ready to see it. And he would start telling some crazy story. And he was like, pre- he was like some crazy evangelist psycho dude living in this fucking old it looked like he had not even seen a human in fucking years 
and he smelt weird, like kind of like oatmeal pies, but, but like, <laughs> but he had really long hair, like stone white. It was like scary. I was like, damn, is this guy God? Like, does God look like shit like this? Is this? He, he reminded me of the Quaker Oats guy, but with really long hair and no shirt. I think of like, I don't know if you ever saw. Like Santa Claus on spring break. Yeah. Oh, like I'm thinking of, uh, uh, of, of Vigo from Ghostbusters if he was fat. Ghostbusters yeah. too. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Scary. Yeah. And yeah. you're just like, oh, you sure we want to see. Never yeah. showed you the face of God though? Oh no, he did. What was it? And it was this fucking photo and it was like of some like bright like white fucking thing and he was like i'll just see it but it's gonna change your life and this guy when you're young you believe what people say you get wrapped up into it the the dramatics of it you're like oh my god oh my god and i remember like wow and i don't remember what it looked like yeah but he showed it to us and i remember us going home and i told my crazy stepmom and she's like that's bullshit i'm calling the fucking police no one's seen the face of God. That was her thing. I'm calling the cop. You're like, yeah, you know what happens when you see the face of God too? You pass out and your butt hurts. You but a part, here, here's what's crazy. A part of me like wanted to protect the guy. Like, no. Yeah, no he's I'm not telling you where he lives. No, he's seen the face he of God. He was so nice to us. And yeah. We were scared, but he was nice. I've never told this story ever, ever, out loud, ever. That's dope, man. But you know what that means also? No, stop. No. It's the end. We No. It's we, the end, Mike. No, it's not. We it can't is. end on the face of yes, God. Yes, you creepy can end dude. the face of the God. That's huge ending. It's the 10th episode. Yeah, man. It's drunk people in costumes coming up. Well, that's the big thing we need to talk about real quick, though. Drunk people in costumes, 21st uh, edition, coming up this Halloween, which is huge because... There's not going to be a big party anywhere else going on, guys. It's the only big party. And the reason we can do it is When we say big, our lawyers like to say a social distance safe well, environment. Yeah, but everybody gets to wear masks. So oh, everything's going to be fun. it's a friendly protest. It's a friendly protest, too, so we can gather as much We're as we want. We're protesting fucking the lack of fucking sexual fucking desire. <laughs> We're all going to show you the face of God, God. if so, you show up. Drunk People Costumes is a huge party. It's the biggest event we throw all year it's long. It's like the Super Bowl of all of You're our parties. You're talking thousands of people, big music acts, Whoa, lots wait. of fun. Our lawyers like to say a, a handful of, of social distance scattered protesters around wearing masks. property. Yes. But, Campaign. Uh, so yeah, if you're a member, you get invited to this. Yeah. And how do you become a member? Go to mybc.com. And if you like hearing this, you should definitely not watch it, which you also get to do. You, if you want to stare at two fat dudes for two hours, yeah, we haven't really you're going to love the our video website. Part yet, but everything else on the website's dope. We're getting there. Steven's uh, Googling things, and he's finding things on YouTube, and we, we finally figure out how to stop the camera from turning off every episode. Thanks, Big to Steven. Steps. Well, guys, if you want to hear more of our adventures, stories, tales, follow Miguel on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, Miguel Cologne Comic. Uh, follow Mike Busey at the Mike Busey sh- or Mike Busey Show. Uh, swipe up, become a member, and hopefully we'll see you at D Pick. For yeah, myself, drunk Miguel, people in costumes. Drunk this is people a big in deal. costume. Big for, deal, Miguel. For myself, Miguel Colon. And, and of don't course, forget, Mike Busey. Don't forget to tell him goodbye.